Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a wasted Wednesday bleeding over to a throwdown Thursday. Because that's how we roll down here in the basement proper. But first and foremost, man, let's get everybody up in this piece. That's right. Oh, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, you know what? We have to correct that. That's not your song. Hot potato. Hot potato. Yeah. That's exactly what the Colts are doing with their coaching staff. Playing a little hot potato, bro. Oh, goodness. I had, look, I didn't do it last week. You, I owed you hot potato. Yes, you did. I owed you Thank hot you potato. That. So you are welcome. All right, all right, all right. Let's get you back in here right. <laughs> anyway, dude, we need to hang out. You got to bring some of that gold medal winning beer over here, bro. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You got to do it. Got to do it. I can do it, man. You got to do it. Might go well with those edibles. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolat. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know about so nothing good. but a G thing. That might be nothing but a weed thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> And we also have a special dedication to Nick Cannon tonight, who apparently needs five minutes alone so we can stop popping out babies with a billion people. Bruh. <laughs> Rub one out, man. Rub one out. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh. <coughs> My gosh. Ooh, that's a hard start. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> mm. Anyway, well, let's get Randy in before we before we go yes, down this yes. path. Let's go get Randy up in this piece, man. Oh, my gosh. Woo! That's right. The one and only Giggity Giles. What's up, bro? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, enjoying the fact that I'm on a staycation until the after Thanksgiving. So there that's you always go. a good thing. Get a little break. That's always nice. Since the last time I had any real time off was back in June, I think I'm due. Yeah, I'd say you're due. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a show or a game that you need to catch up on over the break? Um. Well, Penny's off actually next week, so we're gonna catch up on She-Hulk and Andor, and then probably Rings of Power. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I I started Rings of Power, but I only watched like the first ten minutes, and then I was like, I have too many other shows I have to finish. I got to do those before I get to this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've really I've really enjoyed Andor, by the way. I know people have complained about it. I think it's great, and I'm. I like, through... I like it's a, it got a more serious tone to it. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. How it kind of unfolded. Maybe some of the advantages I didn't have to wait a week between every episode because I didn't start that till I don't know two weeks ago. So gotcha. I've been able to I've been able to watch a, a big run of it. Uh, although I thought episode ten was the last of the season, so I was like I determined. Think I th Think it's thirteen episodes. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how many. I, I, for whatever reason, in my head, I thought I thought episode ten was it. So I was like, no, I'm gonna stay up and watch this. And so you know, I went to sleep at two thirty, and then I'm up at six thirty going to work. But I did not need to stay up and watch that. <laughs> I could have just finished later. But whatever. That's also, as Nick Cannon knows, that's what she said. Anyway, from, from what I understand, the idea is to take the series to. Uh, to basically right leading up to Rogue One, where yeah. you actually meet him so, the first time. So yeah. that should be uh, 
I think they have a lot that they can do with that. Yeah. And I will say, I know a lot of people complained about She-Hulk. I thought it was a hoot. And I I don't know why so many people bitched about it other than... It's meant to be funny and yeah, stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, and... it's... Right. I mean, it, they break the fourth wall. It's mm-hmm. it's goofy. I kind of viewed it more as almost a comedy sitcom than anything yeah, else. I, and I think yes. that's exactly yeah. what they were going for. Right. Well, it has that vibe. I think that's one of those one of those shows where people have certain expectations and it's something a little bit different than that. But yeah, hey, look, man, Star Wars, Marvel, as always, a lot of fandom bitches about stuff. But just let things be what they are. You know what I'm a lot saying? Of butthurt alert, man. Oh, well, there's always butthurt alert. But I thought it was a hoot, man. I I enjoyed that show. I'm not saying it's the best Marvel show I've ever seen. I'm not saying that. But I think for what it was in context, some yeah, of it some, some of it was pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so I appreciate I appreciate it for what it is. But I I didn't really roll into it with like preconceived notions. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, all right, let's just see what they do with it. And I thought it was I thought it was fun. So. Anywho, well, we have a couple of things to get to tonight. Certainly football. We're not really thoroughly entrenched in college basketball yet. I know there's stuff going on. Uh, Randy, by the way, uh, was that Colgate that took down Syracuse? (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Just saying, bro. I'll, Too early for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd start, I'd start talking about Duke, but I always know your favorite line about that. Well, you remind me of it every time we talk about I it. I know. So yeah. Although it, <laughs> I, it is super strange to think. It, I mean, a season without Coach K is still weird to wrap yeah. my head around. No, I want. I, I mean, uh, uh, Shannon, out of curiosity, do you think we'll see him like at a game at all, or is he like totally gone? I can't imagine they would let him go this season without attending a game. He would have to be able to. Right, somewhere on camera, they'll be like, oh, there's there's Coach K up in wherever or on the sideline. You know, like, right? like, let Shire get his footing and bring him in midseason yeah. for, like, an ACC game. Yeah. I mean, come on. Have him and Roy together at the UNC game when they host. Oh, yeah, line. that'd be great, dude. That would be amazing. That'd be dude. great. Yeah, that'd be I great. Why not? That. Why not? Anyway. Yeah, seriously. All right, so we got a lot of football to get to, although we're at the point of the season, let's be honest, man, there's a couple of teams and a couple of games we're going to be like, whatever, okay? Like Steelers Saints. How much time do you think we're going to spend talking about the Steelers and the Saints, right? Christine Wormer. <laughs> zero point, well, 0.1, because we at least at least mentioned it. 0.2. Right? Fact, stupid. 0.2. 0.2. So welcome back, TJ Watt. It's good to see you again. Stay healthy on field. Defense is much better. Uh, the Saints are terrible. The Saints are terrible. Good win for the Steelers, for whatever that is actually worth. We also won't spend a lot of time on the Cardinals and the Rams, because the Rams, y'all are terrible. Y'all are terrible. Most irrelevant oh my. Super Bowl champion ever. They, they've lost five of six. Absolutely gross. And that was the backup quarterback bowl with Colt McCoy, who's 36, by the way. It's weird. That wow. is weird. Yeah, right? But good on him for getting the dub, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the thing over the past couple of weeks that bothers me about the Rams is some of the usage with Cooper Cup. And, of course, what ends up happening? Now he's hurt. He's going to yeah. have surgery on his ankle. He's on IR. Let's be real. I, what's the likelihood we see Cooper Cup again this season? Zero point. There's zero. your Dean Warmer. Zero point zero. So, because I mean, there. I mean, how many games are they going to win, right? With with no cup, and what they have going on. 
<laughs> Stafford pretty much eating turf every other play, practically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Randy, I know it breaks your heart to see the Rams struggle this much. I think we need to start calling the scams because that's I, pretty much what they've done this look, year. I, is they scam I, look, us. look, look. I, I think Dirk Nowitzki has the perfect line for the Rams. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Just shut it down, man. It's just it's gross. What a terrible what a terrible Super Bowl they, title. They the literally are so bad. Went for a championship and they don't care. Uh, you know, they, look, they got shut their up. ring. They got their ring. They got their ring. They got their ring. They they were they were Donald should have just, you know, kept what he was really gonna do. And no, stop, retire. stop. That, that's Forty Dollars <laughs> fandom. That's Forty Dollars. There it is. <laughs> of course it is. I'm not gonna lie about that shit. Hey, look, all all the Rams fans out there, this season sucks for y'all, but I know how it works. It's still real to me, damn it. You got that ring from last year. It's okay. And and, and enjoy the trophy. Yeah, we're built for a one and one and done. This year is, is total BSE. So not gonna spend a lot of time talking about them. We're also not gonna spend a lot of time talking about the Falcons and the Panthers, because those two teams are ugly and clearly the Bucks are going to, you know, country road, take me home, their way to that division. That's going to be one of those divisions where, you know, it's some ugly-ass record that ends up winning that thing. Nine and eight. Although I will say I, I, I would like to believe that the Bucks have turned the corner a bit. Um, it feels like it. it. It does. And I think that's one of the things that's really important when we're talking about kind of this point in the season. You know, there are some teams that start really strong. Right, and those other teams that develop and grow a lot over the course of the season, some of its player development, the rookies, the this, the that, sorting things out, and you can see teams that start really putting it together. And we're certainly at a point of the season. If you haven't started putting it together now, by now, you really have problems. But you know, a team like the Bucks, where you have a good defense, we all know Tom Brady's been going through a lot of crap, right? And uh, who knows what's up with Giselle and the jujitsu guy? I like all. Oh the, my like, god, I saw that. Like, the media reports. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, jujitsu yeah. side piece. You know. Yeah, the, her jujitsu side piece. I like that. That's great. Uh, you know what that amounts to? Who knows? But I mean, look, it's Giselle. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're just gonna be in the media, whatever that actually is. And I don't particularly care, but you know, it's just Birdie was going through a lot, right? So you you always have to wonder. At what you know, with the Bucks and from a football standpoint, it felt like they underachieved, and it feels like that game in Germany, the finish to that Rams game, so, right? And then that game yeah. in Germany, you're like, okay, they look like they're putting it together. And you're looking around the league at, at some of these teams that are finding tough ways to win. The Titans keep finding tough ways to win. I'm not saying they're a good team, but they're a hard out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, and they will grind on you, dude. They will mm. grind on you. Now, granted, they beat the Broncos. That's another team we don't need to talk a lot about because, yet again, Russell Wilson misses a wide receiver and throws a pick, right? Uh, it's good to see Tannehill back on field. Good. They need him because Malik yes, Willis is not do. ready. No. But, you know, you got to earn it against the Titans. But I don't know what they're – they have a high floor. They're well coached. But what's their ceiling? Let's be honest. It's not that high. And it's how far Derrick Henry will take them. Yes. That's their ceiling. That's the their ceiling. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. But, you know, back to Brady real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that that touchdown drive where they he got it at the end versus the Rams. And they caught it on camera, him hugging Leftwich. Like, that wasn't just like a 
you know, like a, Hey, we just won the game. That was a, Holy shit. I got a monkey off my back. I feel like yes. I'm me again. Huh. Yes. Like that, that real, that drive meant a lot to Of course it did. In that hug. Yeah. And, and that, that's like the confidence booster he needed. So like NFC South, they're going to win it. Even if they try to lose it, they're going to win it. They should. I mean, the, the, so, the NFC South is an absolute it's a dumpster, dumpster fire of a division. It, it's an absolute dumpster yeah. fire. I mean, Marcus Mariotto, uh, PJ Walker, and who uh, Taysom Hill. Th- those are your three quarterbacks. <laughs> well, or, or Jameis Winston or Andy Baker, Dalton. Let's say Baker Mayfield's actually going to start this week. So, well, as, as, look, as, <laughs> there you, you know, go. <laughs> If there's I'd anybody, have PJ Walker, bro. If there's, if there's anybody know. in the world that I could see replicating the Gus Frott headbutt, it's it's Baker Mayfield. So just be mindful <laughs> out there, bro. At, no, I mean, look, Carolina's got a lot of effort, you know, after their mid <laughs> midseason coaching debacle. I appreciate the effort. And um, is it uh, is it Dante or Deontay Foreman? Dante, I believe. Dante, uh, that that running back's balled out. I mean, is it? You know, it's a high effort, and I appreciate that, right? They're not going anywhere, but they're playing They're playing hard. You yes. know what I mean? So I'll give them credit. For, and granted, they got absolutely obliterated by the Bengals, but neither here nor there. But in, mean, the, in their division, yeah. you have some competitive, ugly football. But I the Falcons aren't going anywhere, and, you know, the Panthers aren't going anywhere. But you don't want to see them just roll over and die, and those teams aren't doing that. So good on them for that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just feels like we're at the point you're looking at it and going, okay, all right, look, there's Julio Jones looking mighty nice on that 32-yard touchdown. Looked like he had some quicks, you know, some little quickness zipping around. And, really, the Bucks. this is not the game I thought we were going to talk about first, but we might as well. You know, really, the Bucks were in control of that game, and in the third quarter it was 14-3. to I don't know why they keep trying to pull off this Philly special play with Brady, right? <laughs> I, I just don't It was 14-3, to do it. And Fournette and, and Fournette with the direct snap and you know, there's Brady running on the sideline and of course Fournette, you know, well, first of all, he underthrew the ball. You know, maybe if he had actually thrown the ball well, maybe this is a different conversation. But Brady slips and falls, right? Which was hilarious in its own turf, way. Turf monster. The man. turf monster got him. And I know Pete Carroll was complaining about the turf, but yo, guys, bring better cleats, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you, it's grass, dude. What do you want? Have some have some other cleats, dude. Uh, y'all have plenty of time to prepare. I mean, Brady, in that particular moment, I was like, was he sipping on one of those pitchers of beer these these fans in the stand had? What's going on over here? That, that was sports for proof, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man. That was quality. Yeah, that was that was super good. Um anyway, the Seahawks ended up getting a pick on that. But, you know, Geno had a couple of fumbles. That was problematic for them. Uh, Rashad White was popping off, uh, the Bucks running back, of course, and, uh, he stiff-armed the ever-living shit out of one of the Seahawks defenders. I mean, whoo boy, stuffed him good. Chris Goblin got his first touchdown of the year, which it's good to see him healthy. They need that. That's when they got up 21 to three. I'll give the Seahawks some, some credit for clawing their way back into that. You know, they got it to 21 to nine and then they snatched an interception. They converted a couple of fourth downs and. Uh, Gino hit a uh, good one in the end zone. That was a nice diving catch around some good coverage uh, to close the 21 to 16. But Tampa Bay closed that closed that game out. Rashad White picking up some clutch first downs, and he did the very well, you know, the smooth move where he had the first down. He probably could have run in for a touchdown, but he went in and just slid down, sealed the dub. But when we're talking about Tampa turning the corner, they've had a good defense, right? No, yeah. no question about that. But the defense stepped up. 
the run game delivered, which they really needed. And quite frankly, I think Tom Brady's leader hose and helped seal the deal. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> look good. Hey, look, look good, feel good, right? Look good, play good. What was <laughs> what was that old adage from Deion Sanders? <laughs> um, but that was a real balanced rush and pass attack. So I, I don't know how far Tampa Bay can go, but they certainly feel like they've turned a corner and that division is theirs for the taking. So that, and quite frankly, that was probably one of the most entertaining atmospheres we've seen in a long time. And look, we talk a lot about kind of the game day experience here and how atrocious Washington is. That's the closest stadium we're going to go to a game. Well, Baltimore is pretty reasonably close too, but I'm not really going to go out of my way to go to a Ravens game. Although I went to a Ravens game when Elvis Gerbach was the quarterback. That was fun. We had a good time. We scalped tickets outside the stadium, went in, drank a bunch of beers, had a great time. I actually thought that was a really good stadium to go to. The seats were comfy. They had little cup holders there. That was a fun stadium. I don't remember who they played. I'd have to look back through some pictures. But I mean, you know it's a long time ago if it was El- Elvis Gerbach. <laughs> you know that was... Yeah, that's been a minute. <laughs> just a wee bit. Uh, yeah, just a wee bit outside. That's, that's been a minute. But Washington's an atrocious place to go to a game anyway. But it's rowdy and abrasive and abusive, and there's a bunch of drunk assholes up in that piece. So, you know, and we've talked about the game day experience, and quite frankly, uh, one of the things I thought was so satisfying and fun about that Germany game, and they had a huge demand for tickets, no shock there, but that crowd looked like they were just having an excellent, excellent time. Yes. They ended up staying huge chunks of time after that game was done, dude. You know they were having fun. That was Hell yeah. That part was awesome to see. So that was obviously a huge success. And then they're out there, you know, breaking out. And, and, and this no, there's no doubt was one of my favorite parts of the weekend. It's not really football specific, but their crowd just having a grand old time drinking those gigantic ass beers. Yo, Dan Snyder or whoever owns the Washington Next, take notes from that. If you're gonna charge eighteen bucks for a beer, it should look like a pitcher in your hand, right? If you're doing that, then it's okay. Um, mm. But that crowd breaking out into John Denver Country Road, and it was the whole crowd, man. That was phenomenal. As one, this is awesome. This is literally happening. Listen to this. That makes my heart so happy to hear that. And it's such a mess of different jerseys in that stadium. It's so fantastic. But and the crowd was just having a good time. And see, to me, that's how a game should be. Absolutely. Right? Yep. <laughs> you go to a game and you can have a little smack talk and a little rowdiness and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that was just a, a bunch of people having a grand old time. And I this is one of those things I didn't realize that that was like a big Oktoberfest and all that. I didn't realize it was a thing. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one thing for them to sing like Sweet Caroline. Right. right. But there are certain right. songs you don't expect. And there's no way in hell I would have expected that the crowd to break out into John Denver. I mean, it's, it's a great song. Right. Yes. Although I don't know that this would be my first in line, like stadium playlist. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but it is a good sing along song. It is. You know, that's right. Well, anywho, but I love that, and I thought it was such a riot. I was, I was telling Sarah, I was like, "Oh my god!" The whole crowd was singing 
John Denver, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, wait till you see the video of this. And so I showed it. I mean, it was just, you know, that was funny. And that blew up. That was all over social media. That was so fun uh, and fast. But that was a crowd having a great time. Yes. And that's, I want to go to a game again where the crowd has fun like that. And it's not just a bunch of drunk D-bags harassing people in the stands or getting into fist fights and all that other stupidity or barfing at kickoff in a playoff game and it's <laughs> yeah. like dude really yeah 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 some 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 barf parties freaking yeah. amateur hour amateurs learn how to yeah you gotta learn how to hold your liquor man come on do it right not sports brew approved mm. now germany Sports brew approved. Well, man, that was freaking. Of course. Wild. Hey, look, I married a I married a German girl, bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know this man, uh, Brady. By the way, first quarterback uh, to start a regular season game in three countries outside of the U.S. And I believe that was his fourth international game victory, if I remember correctly. So I think you're right. London, yeah, it is. London twice, Mexico City once, and then Germany. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So off Deutsch. So- and then, of course, U.S., so that's four countries. So that's another record he has. Well, yep. We know that's why he came back this year. He wanted <laughs> well, yeah, that record. He wanted that, <laughs> wanted that record. Why not? <laughs> Going to Germany? All right. Let's he wanted the Lederhosen. Yeah. yeah. He wanted the Lederhosen, win in Germany. Now Yo, he can retire. I mean... I want to get leader hosed if they're going to serve beers like that. They look Bro, like <laughs> are you're not joking, right? That's like I said, that's the kind of beers. I mean, you got to shut that down in the third quarter, but one of those bad boys should last you through the fourth. My God. Should. That's Should. a warm-up beer, bro. You That's, gotta have a second one. It depends on what it is, man. Is it a lager? <laughs> like, I mean, if it that, looks like a lager. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's a big old honking Double IPA, you ain't crushing that thing in a quarter, but you know. <laughs> well, you might, but well, not us. On a good day, on a good day, maybe. By the way, by the way, have you seen the forecast for the Bills Browns game this coming weekend? No. Oh my god, dude! So as 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 uh, let's see, on today it's forty eight to seventy two inches of snow and thirty mile an hour winds are expected for Sunday's Bills Browns game in Buffalo. Holy balls! Yeah. Yes, our first snow game yeah. of the year. And I like I like this this tweet was like a significant lake effect snow event is expected to happen. Yeah, no shit. Hell yeah! Four to six feet of snow, dude. Whoa! Holy crap, man! Bruh, they better. Uh, those are the days. They're gonna need some people. Vo- uh, they're gonna have to be volunteering to clear some of that stuff out. What, you know. what was it back in the 80s? New England had like these um, <laughs> felons come in and snowplow the game. <laughs> they had a guy, the, a freaking felon snowplow a spot so the guy could kick a winning field goal or something. And whoever they played got pissed off about it. And they're like, whatever. Hey, man. Whatever works, dude. Whatever <laughs> works, awesome. bro. Whatever works, bro. Get them there, get it squared up. Yeah. You know. So I, I, I would imagine they may have a contingency plan. So to move that game if the weather is that bad, they can't deal with it. But that they'd probably they'd have to make that call pretty early. I would think. You I know. would imagine they had to make it by now, wouldn't they? It would have to be pretty soon because maybe that's one of the things where they slide to Detroit. I, I don't know, uh, or a, a, you know, relatively nearby venue. But if I'm a Buffalo fan, I don't care if it's four to six feet or something. I want that game there. Oh, hell yeah. Play, exactly. Play that fucker in the powder, man. Hell yes. Dude, they'll be freaking doing uh, power bombs through snow tables. Dude, you know? 
dude, who knows what they're going to try to leap off on crush the table. And if they have that much snow to cushion them, they might oh, be hell yeah. They might be jumping off one of the decks off the stadium. Who knows? <laughs> a lot of alcohol definitely has to be involved in that one. <laughs> yeah, it is Buffalo. It is after Buffalo. All. We have seen our fair share of uh, Buffalo video stupidity. There's no doubt about that. Okay, you know it's funny. I originally intended to lead this game off or lead this podcast off and talk about one game in particular, and then we ended up not doing it because we got distracted, and that's kind of my fault. But whatever. Can I tell you how happy I was this weekend? Look, <laughs> got the Packers sticking it to Dallas, right? Didn't expect that. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And God bless, somehow the Washington footballers defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. And going in the Monday night, I was totally prepared to just kind of DVR that and fast forward through it and not it just be on in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly at, in the beginning, in the first quarter, when when Taylor Heineke got lit up for that strip sack and the Eagles recovered it, and they ended up getting a touchdown pretty quickly there. I was like seven all. I was like, damn the Eagles! <laughs> <laughs> it's like here we go. I was like, here we go, here we go, whatever, man. And then Washington responds, bro. They grind down the field. Gibson polishes off that drive with a goal line touchdown, seven seven. I'm like, okay. Maybe there's a little something here. Game on. I'm not sure I'm totally convinced. And so I'm still kind of DVR and I'm not live. I got live before that game ended, but I wasn't live at this point. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Maybe I'm not going to just fast forward to big chunks of this. I'll pay a little bit more attention. Of course, the Eagles got another touchdown. Hurts. That was a nice play, by the way, where Hurts faked the run and did that little jump pass to Goddard to go up 14 to 7. But, you know, Washington showed up, man. They had a great game plan. And, I, you know, I don't know if this is one of those things. Look, Philly, I, I'm not saying Philly's, like, vastly overrated or, or whatever. I think this is one of those division games where Washington had a really good game plan. They executed really well. And Philadelphia had some had some bad breaks. If you're an Eagles fan, you're certainly going to be pissed about the face mask that wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't called. I get it. And some of the turnovers. Remember that the Eagles had a plus 96-point differential in the second quarter this season. Plus 96. Best Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Right? But think about some of the things that happened in this game. You know, Hurts fires off a bomb to A.J. Brown, and I think it was forced. But either either way, one of the the, uh, defensive backs for Washington just steals that away from him. Yeah, that that was about as insane an interception I think as I've ever seen because like it's literally in AJ Brown's hands yes. and my man I don't know just takes doesn't really take it away but it just it falls through and he grabs yeah, I mean, it and he's got it. It's like that ball's like no bro I don't want that guy here take me. <clears throat> It's super strange. What a what an odd bounce, right? So are you saying he hopitated that? Yes. Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, I think it's safe to say that AJ Brown is also a Wiggles fan. Just for you, McGuffin. Well, look, I mean, if Ben, if it's good enough for Ben Simmons in Philly, it's good enough for AJ Brown too. Look at you! Look at you, Captain! <laughs> look, Philadelphia is the apparently the land of the Wiggles. You know, uh, land of the hot potato. Land of the hot potato. potato, potato. Not 
not just cheesesteaks anymore. <laughs> not Hot potatoes. They're going to get some fries with that, for sure. There you tell go. Tell me this man. isn't a long-lasting thing. <laughs> ah, quit your bitching, baby shark. Shake it off, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I dreamed a dream that this never, ever came up in the podcast. Holy. Oh, just let it go, man. Oh, Come my on. God. <laughs> Y'all don't like determined. Hey, look, 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 Randy. Randy, I'm gonna let you know that there are some things we will never give up here on the sports grind. This is not gonna happen. I know. I'm okay. Well aware. And you must always blame Shannon for <laughs> forever and ever for somehow yeah. bringing the Wiggles hot potato to my attention. Oh, don't worry. I'm gonna remind him of how much I appreciate it on Saturday. <laughs> Good. You should. You should, uh, but like that—that that was great, man. And one of those plays that happens in this game where you go, okay, like Washington's going down the field, and when that snap goes over Heineke's head, you're like, this is either going to be disastrously bad, or maybe maybe he just falls in a ball, right? And it's a punt or something, right? But I got to tell you, <clears throat> you can fault Heineke for a lot of stuff. You can. But he had a couple of plays in this game, and this is one of them that is very heads up. Play of the game. And super important for the game playing out the way that it did. So not only did he manage to get back to that damn ball, he managed to, th- to get it with defenders, like heat-seeking missiles coming at that dude, and he manages to throw it, not just to throw it, but to throw it past the line of scrimmage. Outside the box. Outside the box. You know, it's how Whitfield lives with all of his girlfriends outside the box. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> it was a, it was an incredibly heads up play, and that was done in the heat of the moment, right? That was legit, dude. That was as good a heads up play as yes. any quarterback has made in the NFL this season, hands down. I mean, it, like, and Joe Buck called it on the broadcast. Yes, like, he literally said, like he knew, he's like that was such a heads up play. Yes, that that was super critical. And, you know, they, they they pick up some tough fourth downs. And Brian Robinson, man, Brian Robinson deserves some gloss, dude. Bruh. That guy overcoming getting shot, right, which is, ridic- mm-hmm. which is ridiculous that it happened. But I didn't, you know, when that story broke, I didn't think we were going to see that dude this year. And all of a sudden, not only is he playing, he's that guy was full-on strongman beast mode, dude. dude he was moving the so pile. strong. Carrying defenders. Dude. Dang, Fletcher Cox, dude. Holy moly. Second and goal. Robinson with eagles draped all over him. And that dude stays upright. And when you watch that that play in slow-mo, I didn't catch it the first time. But you can see him. He knows the end zone is there. And he eyeballs it. And he stretches his that one arm out with the ball mm-hmm. to get it past the goal line. That was an absolutely incredible strongman touchdown so heads up strongman that's a nick saban kid that kid played at alabama last yeah. year i mean that so. that was that was on point gave him it was a 17 14 washington lead and mm-hmm. then um slide banks to a 58 yard field goal dude dude Woo, 20 to 14 washington lead at the half and that was the first time the eagles trade trailed at the half this entire season yeah that's wild Look, I'd like to wish the uh, Slim Reaper a happy birthday. I'm glad you got your birthday touchdown from Jalen Hurts. Closed it to 23 to 21. 
However, I'm glad that that's the only present you got, at least in the middle of the football game. Who knows what he unwrapped <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> but we know what Nick Cannon unwrapped. Another baby. Hey. But. Rub uh, it out, dude. <laughs> rub one out. Literally <laughs> let it go. <clears throat> yes. So, say it. Maybe say it and spray it. Who knows? But. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. Saying, Yikes. Somebody, somebody puts the hose in Lederhosen. That's Nick Cannon. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <Bruh>. Anyway, <laughs> this to me was was a super interesting, very intense game. Look, it wasn't as wild as say Minnesota Buffalo, right? It wasn't that level of crazy. But I think, you know, were there some ugly moments in the game? Sure, there were, right? But I thought it was fascinating to watch because I just I had. Very low expectations. I was hoping Washington would just give him a decent game. I mean, I thought the spread was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. It's a division. Oh, dude. Are division you kidding game. me? A division game I mean, at 11 points? Nine and a half to 11. It's super disrespectful. Fuck out of here. Super disrespectful. And, you know, to be fair, this is the kind of loss that a team like the Eagles should really use as a big motivator to zone yeah. in and hone in on their craft and what they're doing. But either way, that was a disrespectful line. You know, and it, to me, Washington played like that. You know, they played hungry, they played hard, and they went at them. And, you know, the last week we talked about, you know, Minnesota kind of having a soft, a, a relatively friendly schedule up to this point of the season. And that way we're going to find out a lot about them, you know, and that win against Washington looks a little bit better now. You know, and obviously yeah. Heineke killed him with an interception late to help Minnesota come back, but that's not right. the point of that. But the thing is, Minnesota overcame, right? And they found a found miracle of miracles, found a way to win against Buffalo. But that's also true, that statement about Minnesota and kind of finding out, you know, as they get certain other games in front of them, that's also true for Philadelphia. So this is a is the way this played out, them taking that L, that's a tough loss. But now you get all that undefeated nonsense off of you. You get a midseason lesson. And what they do with it and how that how they use that to motivate them. Is up to them, right? Uh, but they had some moments. Uh, Heineke went deep for McLaurin. The Eagles DB went up and snatched the ball. And I'd like to argue that if McLaurin had been a little bit more aggressive, like who was that guy for the Cardinals back in the day? Uh, the wide receiver we love, tough as hell. I think he broke his jaw on a catch. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden, man. If he had Anquan Bolden that thing, I think he mm. either has that or he breaks it up. But it was a good defensive play by the Eagles DB. Now, Obviously, the, the the face mask fumble incident is a big deal in this game. Um, when Hurts hit Goddard and he he got lit up and Davis returned it for it. And I, I was kind of surprised they let it go as long as they did. I guess they figured, you know, if Davis picked up running back, this is just going to be under review anyway. But Goddard fumbled. Davis returned it for the touchdown on review. Of course, the touchdown gets overruled. Davis was down by contact. And they have a pretty egregious missed face mask. Now that was not as bad. That's that, on the officials. Yeah, no, that's not an incidental face mask. That was a full blown head ripper. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. of course, Philly fans had a boo party. I'll say this though: I, I'm not sold that the face mask is why is why he fumbled. And that would be my one grievance where people are like, "Well, they're going to review it. They should go ahead and include the face mask." I think that's really hard to say. I mean, that's like saying, "Well, you know, if you're going to review a play." Are you going to start? But I mean, are we going to review pass interference? Right. Like, like that, that, that was a <laughs> fucking disaster. Yeah. I mean, at what point do you, like, you're doing a review. 
Like, are, are you going to go retroactively call things that the refs missed? I think that's really tough. You're opening up Pandora's box. I know. That. That's a real mixed bag to me. Again, I'm not sold that the face mask caused the fumble. No, it it, it was it was an egregious it was miss. A t- I mean, it, that was a bad miss by the refs. I mean, how on earth you missed that, I really don't know because that, that as SVP said, that's as egregious as it gets, and they missed. Like, that That was a pretty bad one. I mean, it, it was a uh, – It was clear as day. Yes. That that was a face I pass. guess I, maybe it was the angle they had. I don't know. But, look, as it stands, the way the rules are, man, they can't go, oh, by the way, tweet, tweet, there was a face mask there. I forget the fumble. Too bad. Um, yeah. And we can deliberate about that all we want. But – Anyway, um, Washington ends up getting a field goal. It's 26-21. And, you know, look, Hurts had a couple of moments. Eagles had the ball back. He bombs one out to Quez Watkins. And that dude's untouched, man. I tell you, if he had stayed upright, he was in the end zone. Yeah. You know, it didn't happen. He he goes down. He's untouched. He gets back up. And St. Juiced and and the D closes on him. They punch that ball out of there. He fumbles. Washington recovers, man. Yeah, you're almost better off just staying down in that situation because, like, if you're getting up, you're not all ready to protect yourself or the ball. And not protecting himself. What do you think? This is Nick Cannon. Well, he wasn't coming up small with all those ladies, I guess. Anyway, whoa, yikes! That's a little little personal. The main thing was is he was coming. Anyway, um, (laughs) woo! Wow! Don't stop now! I'm getting excited. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Simmer down. Whoa. Hey, yeah. Marked mark safe from not getting pregnant by Nick Cannon. Okay. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. By, thanks, by, Sam. by the way, th- yeah, thanks for sending that meme today. <laughs> Mark safe from getting pregnant by Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> that was super funny. Oh, that was goodness. super funny. Uh, incidentally, by the way, I saw a thing. There was an article, and it said he pays. Let's see if I still have it. Let me scroll up. I gotta find that thing. Nick Cannon <clears throat> pays th- over three million dollars a year in child support. God dang! Yeah, bro. <laughs> over. No wonder three... he's like, we gotta keep the mass singer going. He's like, yeah, we gotta keep that going, bro. If they can cover up in the mass singer, he can cover up one other head. It, I mean, come on, you're on a show that covers people's heads. Cover your own. What the hell, bro? I'm just saying, bro. Like, take take it from me. Go shoot some blanks, <laughs> bro. Go get the vasectomy, man. Million, dude. Come on, a year. No, he didn't. He didn't understand. He is trying to repopulate the earth, Stop. bro. <laughs> like, we we got eight. Was it eight billion people here? We're good, bro. Settle down. It's seven billion are related to you. <laughs> it's enough, man. Damn. Clearly, he uh, took the whole uh, song "Dick in a Box" a little too literally. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, he let it go. Yeah, he did. 
He, or let it flow. I don't I, know. I, I hope he gets a uh, – who's that kicker for the – Dicker? I hope he gets a Dicker jersey. <laughs> The kicker, the dicker, the kicker. I hope he gets not, a dicker. I'm not gonna lie, I love the how like, hey, it's dicker, the kicker, like, all game long. It was that great. Was, that was. Oh, and he got freaking put on back to the practice squad this week for some reason. Oh. Womp womp womp. Comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but over three million a year, dude. Holy crap. That is, I mean, is he even in these kids' lives? Like, I don't, I don't know. Look, we're, we're, that's drilling down a little bit deep. That's what she said. Hey, just saying. But over, yeah. if, if you want to research that, Shannon, be my guest. Man. No, I don't really, because there's not enough alcohol for me to want to. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Anyway, I just thought that that one particular. Like, I saw that art. I think it was a Vanity Fair article, but over three million a year, dude. That Bruh. is, that's crazy. That's crazy. So anyway, let's get back to Washington and the Washington D instead of Nick Cannon's D. <laughs> they came up big. They came. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite parts of the game, though, without a doubt, without a doubt, as the Washington D finds a way to keep holding Philly, uh, is when Heineke and you know we talked about that that snap going over his head and how yeah. and how he managed that situation, right? Well, Heineke. Unlike the other week where he threw that atrocious interception late in that game, Heineke was third and seven. He didn't just throw that ball into a crowd of people, right? He didn't Carson Wentz that thing. He looked around and he gave himself up, right? Yeah. And then a moment you're like, oh, shit. But then. But it was smart because it, it keeps the clock going. It keeps the clock going. And. Those, you know, Brandon Graham, I, I think if it had just been the first guy, they might have let that one go. Yes, they would have. Right. I really do believe that. And I watched that replay several times. But when Brandon Graham came in there and hit him, it was like, nope, tweet, flag, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's too much, man. And it was the right call. It was the right call. I know a lot of people complain about that call. It's soft. It's just, dude, he gave himself up. He gave himself, he gave himself up. up. Once a player gives himself up, That's he it. cannot go a pile line. No, Brandon Graham got flagged for unnecessary <clears throat> roughness. And at, look, Graham said, you know, quote, I was just trying to touch him down because it looked like he was just going to get up. You never know. But if you want to touch him down, touch him down. Right? Oh, that sounds, that. well, anyway. <laughs> If you want to touch no, that, that's easy. You just like instead of like diving, you just run by and just tap them because that right. happens a lot on like diving yes. catches. Yes, when a quarterback goes down, you know, Lyman will just do a quick. Yeah, tap. I mean, it, I, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to Kenny Pickett y'all at that point, right? With the the fake slot. I mean, he clearly no. And, and, and the thing and is, that, that go ahead. That, yeah, I was going to say like that's some college shit. You don't do that in the pros, man, because. Them dudes will remember that, and they will light you up the next time. Yeah, Kenny well, Pickett knew he wasn't going back to college. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, when you watch that, whether it's real-time, replay, slow-mo, I mean, Brandon Graham had several steps. I mean, Heineke clearly was, you know, basically took an knee and was down. Yeah. Again, I think they would have let the first guy, I think they would have let the first one go. First one would have been fine. It would have been like the, oh, don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been like, well, you know. One, Incidental contact, like whatever, but Graham got him in the neck, got him in the head. I mean, you had to flag it. Yeah, you had and to flag it. It's it, it, and it's by the rule. It is. It is. It's, it is. It's one hundred percent by the rule. And Hundo, you know, and what's great about that is watching in that moment, like Heineke, Heineke, like he knew, dude. 
He knew because he got hit and he basically looked at the refs and I mean he like he celebrated, dude. He knew because they they got that first down to help burn up a bunch of other time. Yeah, that guy was happy. Look, Vlade Divac appreciated the flop after that, like for sure. <laughs> like right, he did a little acting. I'm not going to tell you he didn't he didn't sell that. I mean, it's Brandon Graham's fault. Yes, it ha- is. Heineke sold it like a like a vet. That was brilliant. Absolutely. And like like I said, I, I, you know, we can question what Taylor Heineke's ceiling is, but I'll tell you what, that guy plays hungry. He plays hard. He plays with moxie. I think those. I think his his teammates play for him more. Yeah, I was going to say more importantly, yes. his teammates yes love him, and because he plays that way. He raises their level, mm-hmm. not just the offense, but the defense as well. Yes, he ra- like Chase Young in the playoff game was like that's that's my dude. He's supposed to come back this next this game, week. I think. Yeah. Yes. So, Luke, that by the way, that defensive line is scary already, and you're bringing Chase Young back. Holy balls! They're gonna need that. Like, that that game. Watch got- out! Watch out for Washington. I'm just saying. I, I gotta look at their schedule, but. They they're that's another team that if they you if they run play the ball the way they did have that defense ball out mm-hmm. and Heineke make enough plays to McLaurin that there's a chance I'm I'm saying there's a chance there's a chance oh hey 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 Philly fans hey Philly fans eight no huh nine and a half uh, point spread there eleven points right bro legend of Taylor Heineke got you. Oh, oh, even better. Even better. Oh, we have a special dedication to all of Philadelphia from Washington entirely. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh. there you go. A little in-sync action. Yeah. There goes that perfect record, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. So satisfying. Okay, dude. I had to. Or, as, I had, or I, as Alex Trebek would say. Or as Alex Trebek would say for yes, anybody, anybody that doesn't like Philadelphia. Fuck them. Yes, accurate. <laughs> so here is the, uh, the schedule for Washington. Uh-huh. They're at Houston this weekend. That should be a win. Uh, I would hope. Then they're gonna go. Then they're playing uh, at home against Atlanta. Should be a win. Then uh-huh. they're going to New York to play the Giants. Oh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. They get their bye week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they're going to play the Giants at home after the bye. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot they had the Giants. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to San Francisco oh. for Christmas. Ooh. So oh! December 24th. Oh, shit. Yeah, baby. We might have to get together for that game, guys. Oh, sounds Ra- like a plan. Randy's going to be so sad. Why do you want to do that to that man? <laughs> uh, then New Year's Day, January 1st, they're playing uh, Cleveland. And then they finish the season uh, with Dallas. Damn. You know, here's the thing: there's <laughs> you telling me there's a chance. Look, if if they play to their strengths and they go at people, they're going to be a tough out. That's a chance. There's a chance. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not. I think realistically, the NFC East is going to get the, the 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 division winner and one wild card team in. Mm-hmm. At least one. And at least one. And then they're going to have another team in the mix for that other wild card. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very conceivable that you get three teams out of the NFC, which sounds 
ridiculous. Nobody would, you know what I mean? Given the way that that division has been, <laughs> nobody. It, wait, hold up. What is it conceivable or is it? Yeah, you want inconceivable? Is that what you want? Uh huh. Oh, look at you. Well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get to that. I what that didn't have that 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 up in uh you know, oh, up in Adam. Hey. Sorry, man. Hold on, I gotta find that soundboard. I got too many damn soundboards. <laughs> I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Yeah, thanks a lot, Shannon. You're welcome. I might be. Popular. You're welcome. <laughs> first, first, let's drink. There we Me go. Me from my glass, and you from yours. That's right. Inconceivable. There you go. There you you go. know the problem was I actually went past that soundboard because I didn't have it set like visually as I'm going through the soundboards. <laughs> Like that when I leave where inconceivable is eye level and I had it I didn't have it high enough. I was like, Well, wait a second, that that's my fault. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Inconceivable I know. Hey, forgive me. Maybe it's because I was drinking, you asshole. Jeez. Magic of editing. Yeah, well, I'll clean that up later. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the way it goes. Randy Exactly. Don't Yeah, sorry. My bad. God bless. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to Jack Squat. Is that the uh, is that the uh, Rams soundbite of the year? What is that? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah it feels uh, like. I it. think we're going to talk about Rams, Raiders, Broncos. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch Texans. of them. But look, uh, Washington's won four or five after a one and four start, and this is what I would say. Look, I, I I appreciate the gamble on Carson Wentz. I do. I appreciate the gamble. And I'm not hating on that guy, right? But the reality is that team has a different energy and a different vibe with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. They just do. Okay? They just do. They, they just love do. that kid. They love that kid. And He's I will fearless. I will forever be thankful for the entertainment of that that Washington Bucks game a couple years ago that was wild uh and i i will certainly appreciate them sticking it to philly this season hey man they stuck it to the steelers a few years ago and remember the steelers collapsed after that they did they i would it would be time. it would be righteously hilarious but they <laughs> right if the eagles had, had a had a uh-oh welcome uh-oh <laughs> moment like after that l right because look that that's a game plan and teams that yeah. can run the ball and uh, Randy pull pull Philadelphia's schedule. Sure. Thing. Okay. Hey, 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 real quick while he's pulling up the schedule, yeah. I don't know if you guys got to see the post game reaction from Ron Rivera, but uh, I I have I have it pulled up. We're gonna get to that momentarily. Uh, okay. I have that pulled up. We're gonna get to that momentarily. Gotcha. Because there's a couple other things that are that are funny. One, like I was cracking up right with that whole uh, Brandon Graham hit. I was laughing about that. But when the Eagles got one more crack at it with just about no time left, so you know it's going to be one of those fluky plays. Oh yeah. When the when the uh, when the Slim Reapers out, sacks. when the Yakety sacks when the Slim Reapers out there trying to lateral it ends up being a fumble and Two Hill ends up landing on that fumble and it ends up recovering that fumble in the end zone for the score, thirty two twenty one with a walk off defensive score to essentially backdoor cover the flip of the Eagles spread, right? <laughs> They're favored by eleven. Yeah, the Eagles are, and Washington wins by eleven. That to me was beautiful and hilarious. I yes. spent a good hour cracking up about that. <laughs> it was glorious. 
right? That stuff. I mean, those things don't happen. Not usually. That, that was some glory hole, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Considering the some of the craziness from the weekend itself uh-huh. in general, mm-hmm. this clearly fits the bill for some of the stuff that went on during this past weekend of football. Yes. So here is Eagles schedule there at Indy. Then they're all right. So, so, so hold on. So you know, we we don't know what the like the Colts got the Raiders. So you can't put but so much trust into whatever they did because the Raiders are terrible. So, but what so did happen look. is Jonathan Taylor ran his ass off against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So we're if saying there's a chance if I'm, they can get that rain game going. What I'm saying is is that's a team that if Taylor is on point. And you can run on Philly because Washington is shit. Look, their per like rush average wasn't anything to write home about, but they kept after it. Yes, they got some breaks, but the thing is, they ran the ball, and they ran the ball well. They controlled the clock, and teams that have good running backs, if they're going to commit to the run and pound Philly, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's a chance. What I'm telling you right now is that the next chunk of opponents and I know the I know Green Bay is one of them coming up. Ooh. Mhm. Uh Randy it's it's the Colts next. Who's after who's after Andy? Green Bay. Green Bay. Who's after they Green run Bay? the ball. After that it's Tennessee. They can definitely run uh-huh. the ball. Uh-huh. Who's after Tennessee? The Giants with Saquon. Saquon. They okay. They can run the ball. So the next stretch of games You know what I'm saying if mm. You know, if Philly gets up on you, it might be a different problem. But they're going to have a tough slate. They're going to have this this upcoming set of games with teams with quality running backs. This is the time of year, dude. November, mm-hmm. it's getting cold. You're rolling into December. Man, you're set up for the playoffs. Bro, playoffs. it's going gonna, it's gonna to answer a lot about Philadelphia's defense. It's going to answer a lot about how they handle the run and how they rebound. That Titans game, they should beat Indianapolis, right? But what you hope, if you're Indy, what you hope is that you can run it well enough that you can keep it close and you have a shot. Well, Kansas right. City should have beaten Indianapolis too. I so, know. But, so, I, so I, well, here's the thing. The game's at home. Mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday is trusting, and we'll, we'll get to the Indy game we will. in a little bit, but he's trusting his coordinators to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. So, and but, Taylor's healthy. This kid, the the kid, the I don't know, the thirty year old who's never called a game in his life, said, "Oh, let's run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. That seems like a good idea." Yeah, it really is. You mm-hmm. think maybe, so, just maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt Ryan, who I, I don't know, I, I took some time off, drank. Went down to uh, St. Augustine, drank from the Fountain of Youth, and came back and <laughs> had the good uh, old Mark Gray slump buster. And well, you know, I hope not because he's actually got a family. But Mark Gray slump, or, or maybe <laughs> they, they they had a weekend away without the kids. I don't know, maybe. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but if you look if you look at Philadelphia's remaining <laughs> schedule, each each game they're playing against, each team can run the ball. Yeah, because after the Giants, it's the Bears, which mm-hmm. the way Fields has been playing, I think, and I think the Bears are aren't they averaging like two hundred fifty some rushing yards a game or something like as a team? Fields is going the f 
Uh, like yeah, his, his, his like last few games like was above Lamar Jackson and his like running prime. Like it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, what what Fields Fields has really popped off. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, look, the Bears lost to the Lions. I get all that, but yeah, Fields and, ran and, for and, Fields uh, ran for a buck forty-seven, two touchdowns. He ran for one hundred seventy-eight the the previous week against the Dolphins. So if Santo if the only reason they lost that game is because Santos missed an extra point. Well, that and Fields threw a, a pick six late, but well, that too. But you know, that was pretty tough. But, but yeah, get... Santos missed an extra point. Was brutal. Yeah. Look, the, the, look, the Lions scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter. It's more than it's more than the Santos makes extra point. That's true. But the point of this is really the Bear. The, look, the Bears finished with two hundred fifty eight rushing yards. They are the first team in the Super Bowl era with at least two hundred twenty five and five straight games. They can Whoa. run. They can yeah. They can run the ball, dude. And Bruh. Fields became the only quarterback in the Super Bowl era with multiple rushing touchdowns of sixty plus yards in the same season. Both of those came in the last two games. Look, regression to the means a real thing, but the Bears can run the damn ball. And Fields, his growth over the course of the season is measurable and appreciable. And you know, we started out this season with this podcast. We we're like, why aren't you playing to his strengths? Well, now they are. Now they are. And it makes a huge difference for them. Yep. So, right, Randy, keep going. I was going to say, you got to figure with the Bears, Fields has 749 yards rushing on the season. Khalil Herbert has 643, mm-hmm. and then Montgomery has 434. I mean, that's. Is, isn't Herbert out for the season, though? I think so. See, but you got to figure. They've got they can they can run the ball. I mean yeah. that's yeah. And the way Fields has been playing lately, yeah, he's he's unleashing his inner Lamar Jackson and hopefully becoming you know the first ever you know Fields at this point because let's he doesn't need to be the same exact you know he doesn't need to be no, like Lamar I, Jackson clone. No, but I mean he he's got appreciable speed and uh, again they're they're leveraging what he does well. Let him let him do what he does well and help him grow the rest of his game. You know, yep, and, the, and I'm not going to tell you that the Bears are good, but the Bears are entertaining. And with him playing this way now, the Bears are kind of a fun watch. And I didn't expect that to be the case. Yeah. I so, mean, that dude could just pop off an 80 yard run at a moment's notice. Yeah. It, I mean, it's wild. But again, Philadelphia is going to have to solve this, solve this scenario because, and they're, and they, they're not going to have a choice because their next slate of games against quality, you know, running teams. And if Green Bay has turned the corner, which I think they have, right? Mm-hmm. If Green Bay handles them and game plans it the right way, they're going to run the ball that down their throat because it's what they should do. Yep. If they can. Now, they may not be able to. Maybe Philly's pissed. Maybe they're motivated. They clean all that up. Could be. But if they can't get a handle on their run defense, this is the time of year where they will pay the price for that. So, see, I thought I heard they signed a defensive tackle today. Could have. Uh, Sheldon Rankins is a former pro bowler. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I'll have to double check that because it's literally like I've, I've gone from job to job to home. So, it's yeah. like. No, it's okay. I, I had but, enough time to watch the shows and have enough time to. That's all good. Because, look, Washington converted nine of 12 third downs in the first half. Wow. Okay? 75%. Was ri- 9 of 12. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right, they entered 26 in the NFL in third down efficiency, and they absolutely crushed the Eagles. That first half was like all Washington. 20, mm -hmm. Granted, the, the Philly got kind of the short field with some things. I get all that. But the point is that Washington, just they, they were grinding, dude. Almost 24 minutes to six. Okay? That's a huge time of possession yeah, to spare. That, that's huge. what blew me away because that was such a – you know, a glaring stat. You're just going, right. holy shit. They've like run the ball more times than the Eagles have run total plays. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I think they, I think they rushed it almost 50 times in that game. It's, it, was, that, it was obscene. Uh -huh. What you gotta well, do? Well, it's what they did. Yeah. That, that time of possession, it was a 17 minute, 38 second time of possession disparity. That was their best in a first half in franchise history. Love it. That tells you how completely lopsided yeah. that was. It was obscene. You know, it's funny. Uh, you're, I, I was going to say, you remember Todd's birthday. You and uh, uh, just talking to Justin, you and Rich have mm -hmm. a, what I say, a spirited conversation. Yeah, we had a spirited the, conversation. On Washington. And he was in the other friend text group. He was just like, they need to really just run the ball and run it down their throats and at the end of the game, I was like, you know what, Rich, you you called it, man. They, like they just, they just ran they did. that shit down their throat. They did. They had a game plan. They executed it. Philly made some mistakes. They had a couple of calls break their way. Let's not they let's not kid ourselves. Stuck, but they stuck, they stuck with to it. it. You yeah. know, like that's the thing. Like you you cut. What was it? Mike Tyson used to say, "You have a plan until you get punched in the nose." Yeah. So like and immediately the they got punched in the nose, but they stuck to that plan. Like, yeah. Look, it's see. Here's the here's the thing, man. I, I know people want to harp on that missed face mask, but let me tell you what: you turn the ball over four times and you make the mistakes uh -huh. that Philadelphia did. To me, you don't get to use the refs as an excuse. No, you no. don't. And, yeah. and Jason Kelsey even said it. he's like, like if you use the refs as an excuse, uh, that's a loser's mentality. Like they had so many other opportunities to do yes. things and. You you just you cannot use the rest as an excuse. They're, no, they're going to miss calls every game. And they only they, there's only a couple of times where to me you can definitively use the refs as an excuse. That Saints playoff game where the dude got plowed, like yep. that yep. that was a hundred percent the refs' fault. One hundred percent you can blame that on the refs because they got hosed, they got fucked, right? Hundred yep. percent. To me, this game. This game, no. you don't get you don't get to do that. You can say that was a a missed call and it was a bad call. Again, I I don't believe that that's what caused Goddard to fumble, and I don't I'm on the fence about is that something they should be able to change on a replay? I'm not sold on that. No, no. because they know what more, and you're like, yeah, it's I just, gotta be called I, on the field. I mean, th that's a tough one because then it's like, all right, well, what is that going to turn into with holding and with PI and with this and with that? But there's, if you think about it, there's holding, pretty much holding. I know there, there. Well, that's like that stupid. Um, there was late in that game. Samuel's got a first down, and they dinged one of the Redskins wide. Or, Dotson or, for wide, a, Johan, yeah, for a pick play, and it was like, dude, that happens all the time. And he tried to get out of the dude's way. So trying, he looked like he was trying to run his route. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love that, but that wasn't as bad as that face. The missed face mask on Goddard, obviously. Um, that that was a terrible. That was a terrible missed call. You can't tell me otherwise. It was an awful missed call. But I, yeah. I I don't believe that that's why he, why he fumbled, and I'm not sure that that's something that should be correctable that way in replay. 
I'm not sold on that. You know, it, that that's a bitter pill. That's a bitter pill, but I, but I'm on the fence because I, I don't know what that opens up. I mean, a face mask is not exactly subjective. You know, holding can be subjective. Some of these other things can be subjective. I just don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with these things with what you're going to get replay to do. It's you know, not worth opening Pandora's box that, for that sort of thing. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I got a, I, I cracked up with, uh, uh, that Slim Reaper or that lateral that ended up being the fumble where they got the garbage touchdown at the end. Uh, there were all kinds of people that ate shit in fantasy and the betting world because of that. That was a bad beat play, and it burned <laughs> It burned a lot of people. Hilarious. As it should. As, as it did. There were people that lost fantasy football games, bets, parlays yeah 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 yeah. all that kind of stuff because of that one play it was wild i think one of the funniest ones i saw this was not about that particular play but there was a better that that uh took the the eagles over the commanders uh lost three hundred thirty one thousand dollars on that one now that's that's a bad day they wagered three hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. They would have won sixty thousand. So that's that's one of those bets that most people like. Well, that's a dumb bet. It's a dumb bet. It's probably a big roller. You know what I mean? High roller. Yeah. Which is none of us. I'd like to believe that Mark is a high roller, and that's really why he's. We haven't seen very much of him later. He's just like stroking <laughs> to the east. He, he's just big time on us. Yeah, yeah, he's just big time on us. But uh, that's ridiculous. For most normal people, you're like, what a stupid bet. So they they got handed their ass on that one, so uh, don't cry me don't cry for me Argentina right? Are are you going Justin Timberlake and don't cry me a river? Yeah, yeah I thought about don't it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to play that song for you, but yeah, I thought Thank about you. it. Um, because it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, great win, hell of a moment. Super enjoyed it. I laughed my ass <laughs> off over moments. I had a lot of great text chains and threads and Facebook comments and text conversations. It was a hoot. Look, I'm telling you, the Washington fan base is in the weeds. We are waiting for Dan Snyder to be the fuck out of there, right? I'm telling you, the fan. If the team is good and Dan Snyder is gone, you will see so many people. Uh, but social media was just alive and popping with what was going on. That this fan base exists. They just don't want to go to the game. <laughs> they don't want to go to the stadium. They don't want to do that, right? But when when those things happen, man, it's wild. Uh, Shannon, you brought it up, and I did want to play this clip for uh, with Ron Rivera, whose mother did pass away. And in the post game, Rivera was just—you could tell he was struggling to talk. Right? I mean, you could tell he was on the verge of just breaking down. He's super proud of the team and of their effort. And I'm just gonna play it. Yeah. 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 My mother would have been proud. Yeah, his mother would have been proud. They did a hell of a job, and I and I love McLaurin coming in after the fact. You can see how much that means to him. It means a lot to everybody in this locker room, bro. We set the tone. We took it to them. We all got shit from no body. We come to practice, we practice hard, we take it to people, we be opportunistic, and we gonna win games, bro. We got a lot of things to fix. We got a lot of things to fix. We gonna go 
again, bro. Love that. Love that shit. Love that. Fucking love that. Yeah. I love that from a player. I love that, you know, they, they had the coaches back. Like, you know, I, I, I haven't lot. I have two grandparents still alive that are in their 90s. Mm. I've been very fortunate. My family has a long lifespan. And, you know, Coach Rivera losing his mom. Uh, my wife lost her mom a decade ago and there are still days that she's still has it really been a decade oh man it's been a decade dude Mm. there are still days that you know she still talks about her and misses her Mm -hmm. that shit just sticks with you and and him just that being fresh i i can empathize with him that that was a tough moment but the team the team rallied Mm-hmm. you know and that that's the key right there the team not 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 a couple guys but the entire team whole team baby rallied around their coach that tells you right there that that's the right guy to be leading that team they love him they respect him they will fight to the death for him mm-hmm. and mclaurin dude that dude's a baller Oh, McLaurin is is a stud. What is steel? And I they, mean, and the they, third, and they, yeah, and they did the right round. they did the right thing paying that guy. Yes, they did the absolute you, right thing paying you're that damn guy. Damn right they did. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It's one of the few things that Snyder's done right. Uh, well, that's probably because he's out of the way. Look, look, I'm glad they got that done. They have some foundational pieces there. I'm, I'm hoping Chase Young comes back and balls out. I have said before that. What, what would it have been like had they taken Herbert instead of Chase Young? I mean, no. you know what I mean? Like we, like I've I've run through that scenario so much. But here's the reality: the team is what the team is. They have who they have, yeah. and Heineke three and one is the start of this season. Rivera's gotten a lot of criticism, but that that man, that coach, has navigated all the bullshit with Dan Snyder over the past couple of years. He's done a commendable job. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he should stay, you know, but I, you can see that team rallying around certain components and certain pieces and they're playing hard, man. I don't know what their ceiling is. Maybe it's the roof. Maybe it's a dumpster <laughs> fire elsewhere. Who knows? Uh, but I think you got to play Heineke. You got to leave him in. To me, it's Heineke's job to lose. I'm not hating on Wentz, but I think the energy and the vibe of this team with Heineke is just, it's palpable. You can see it. You can feel it. And you can see flaws in this game. When, yeah, you know, there, there's times his footwork sucks ass. There's times he makes a throw. You're like, dude, what do you see? <laughs> Same right. thing with Wentz, but still. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, again, I'm. When I'm you're not... on a heater, you keep it going. Right. I mean, the thing is, if the team. I have the feeling that if you ask the team who they want to start, they would pick Heineke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. That, that's and that's. I don't have anything to base that off of other than just a feel and watching how they respond to him. And again, it, it's Heineke's made some shit throws, and sometimes you're like, "Oh my god, please don't do that." So I feel like you're gonna get a what the you know WTF throw from him you every game. But you know what? Yeah, Favre back. In I know. The day, so well, you know, Far Favre had a hand cannon, and he could get away with a lot of that a lot of the time. That, that's true. That's you know, true. Uh, there's not a lot of people that have an arm like <laughs> Favre did. Uh, I would say Josh Allen has some Favrean moments, like right. It's like 
that's a guy that definitely has those. Yeah. But anyway, I think Ron Rivera has to stick with Heineke. And quite frankly, uh, he should stick with Heineke and all the but uh, all the bush all the bush light trash can coolers that Heineke can handle. I love that on the plane ride. Look, it was not the same as Kirk Cousins iced up shirtless doing all that crap, but Heineke having basically trash can this is so fitting for the for Washington, isn't it? Like there's <laughs> just a trash cans it, it's like a shitty hotel like ice bucket you know what i'm saying it's what they have it looks like they're flying economy you know what I mean? they look they're on some shit plane fly wherever they have like a <laughs> random trash can filled with ice and bush light it's so ridiculous man and he had chains all over him they stuffed the chains all over that dude but you know and they're just having a fun time videos chase young other people love seeing it Taylor Heineke feels like he's that that underdog man of the people kind of guy. He will just he will just he will sell out. And I think his teammates knows like that team knows he will sell out. Right? Yes. If you maybe like if we were writing everything down on paper, we'd probably say, well, Carson Wentz has the better arm, he's more talented, he's more this, he's more that. But, you know, heart is one of those things that's really hard to measure. And I will tell you, absolutely, Taylor Heineke's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of hunger, and he's got he's got a lot of moxie, and people respond to that. I don't know what the ceiling is. the The effort floor is clearly very high, and you're gonna have to accept a couple of plays in every game where you're like, "Dude, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> but we already had that anyway. So if I'm gonna have two quarterbacks that give you a couple of the hell is going on moments in every game, I want the guy that gives me the attitude, the moxie, and the grit the rest of the way. I like that. I think the fan base likes that. And he's and he's a local dude. He's got the underdog story, man. It, he's easy to pull for. That's what you want. That's what you want. Absolutely. So, anyway, all right. Uh, that's probably the most time we've spent talking about any Washington game in years. <laughs> in years. I can't tell you the last time we spent at least half an hour talking about that's ridiculous. We need to take a probably break. since you had the uh, Carolina rant. It, it could be. Lindy's probably like, these fuckers. Can you move to a different game? Yeah, bro, we will. That's <laughs> 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 what you get. Yeah, we'll move on, bitch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's get out the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Damn straight. Anyway, all right. I tell you what, let's um, let's take a break. We have a couple other games to kind of plow through, then we can have some fun, and then just shut it down and get out of here. Yeah, I don't know that I'm a, no. I have a pretty full beer, and a I still have half of my Jack and Coke. So, but let's take a break, and then rally it with a salute clock, and then plow through some other games, and then shut it down. That seems good to me. So, all right, as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. Podbean, oh, that's our home feed, <laughs> Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, all kinds of other services. We're out there. Whatever you listen to podcasts on through or what, you should be able to track our punk asses down. So, as always, <laughs> thanks for putting up with our crap, and we'll be right back in just a couple of moments after a refill, a little bit of uh, leg stretching, and maybe some tree watering. Entirely possible. It may not be bush light, but there may be a bush involved. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, no. Also true for Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>
shit. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just Boy. waiting. Every time you talk about Nick Cannon, I'm just waiting for you to pull up that Jordan sound bite. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> Todd, 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 dear God, can you demonstrate the reach around for Nick Cannon's? He, he clearly needs something else to do. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nick Cannon just needs to rub one or two or, or ten out. All of them? <laughs> rub them all out. Bro, take a chill, man. Take a chill. Anyway, uh, what did we drop last week with legs wide open? Was that what it was? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't we? I can swear we played that, didn't we? You did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no I've forgotten about that thanks for reminding me yeah that was terrible yeah, she, the uprights no, if you need yeah, a yeah. kicker yeah. Cannon's your guy yeah but legs wide up she's showing everything alright anyway alright 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 that's, no, no, that's why dude the rate uh, he's going he's going to be over Randy just say it Nah. <laughs> it's got to come naturally. I can't just be safe, coerced into it. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. You know what? <laughs> fuck you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, apparently another uh, Nick Cannon dedication for his family tree. <laughs> he, he is the world. <laughs> Nick Cannon is the world. Yes. <laughs> We're all going to be related to Nick Cannon in 100 years. Well, you, we won't. I was going to say it's going to be shorter at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he is the world. They're all we his, are children. his children. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nick Cannon has given enough. I think he's given enough other than child support because that ain't going, that's not going away. Bro, three Sorry. million a year ain't enough? Come on now. <laughs> wait, 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 a a wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Ah, here you go. This feels like this is absolutely the Nick Cannon soundbite. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he needs to rub it out and eat some ass. Tell me how my ass tastes. There you go. I was wondering where that one was. Bro, you need to play the song you're playing pre-podcast. Which one? Which one? You, you know what I'm talking about. No. Which one? Rub, rub one oh, out. Oh, you want that right now? I mean... He's been begging for that all, all the entire podcast. All right, so Nick Cannon, play, clearly, bro, can you have some can you have some sessions alone instead of sessions of boning other people? Take a break, bro. Rub one out, man. Woo! <laughs> 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 Oh my lord! 
All right, that's a sign we definitely need a, a break. Yeah, that I is think. definitely a sign. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've taken us down the primrose paths. My bad, guys. Thanks a lot, Dick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, beat me to it, Justin. You beat me to it. <laughs> Anyway, all right, we'll be back in a second with a salute clock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Let's go ahead and pound out the salute clock, man. Let's go ahead and do it. So, first and foremost, of course, I will let you know that I am enjoying a Broken Skull IPA from Old El Segundo because uh, that is my jam these days, as well as the uh, the, the the classic. Jack in Mexico. So good. I realized, by the way, I have to get a new handle of Jack Daniels because I'm about at the end of this one. So clearly I'm going to be visiting the ABC store over Thanksgiving. So Black Friday, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the ABC store does Black Friday. They do. They do. They they? do. Oh, man. Absolutely they do. Well, I'm going to have to get up on that bad boy. Maybe maybe Total Wine does a Black Friday special as well. Maybe. You know. Hey, look, Dancing Kilt, man. Uh, you know what? We we owe Shannon the visit to Dancing Kilt. You should, Indeed, man. We do. Come on we, got, we got to come hang out there with MacGuffin and have him serve us some beer. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or just we we can all hang out. I mean, or we way. can just hang out and hit up Trapezium too. Exactly. You know? yeah. There you go. Look at yeah. that. Double header, man. <laughs> Are we back to Nick Cannon? Um. Oh, dude. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. That's what. <laughs> Hopefully it's not what she said, but well. never. <laughs> anyway, McGuffin, what you got, brother? <laughs> so I am rolling with a Great Lakes barrel-aged Christmas ale. Oh, nice. They do the barrel-aged uh, version of this every other year. So uh, at, when you had your uh, birthday party, Todd was down. He said he was getting this, and my buddy Josh yeah. in the neighborhood loves their Christmas ale. So, all right. When he got the, uh, the barrel aged Christmas ale, uh, pretty good. Um, I think Hardywood has a better barrel aged program, but uh, pretty good nonetheless. But solid is what you're telling me. Solid, yeah. All right. I, I wouldn't pay the price again for it, but you know. Oh. Mm. It is a little steep, but uh, yeah. All right. Still, still pretty good nonetheless. All right. Is that the only one you're crushing at the moment? Uh, I mean, I had some warm up Sam Adams Oktoberfest, but I mean, that's just a warm up beer. Warm up beer. All right. Randy, what you got, bro? So, has the uh, the surplus dwindles in the fridge as uh, I'm just digging through there, seeing what's left. You got to restock, bro. Well, I keep forgetting to put in, like, I, we just got some GBS, and uh, I have some mamas ready as, you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving and all. Uh, also have some Broken Skull IPA that I need to throw in the fridge. Mm. But uh, so digging through the fridge, I found uh, a Star Hill Wild Heart. It's a hoppy Bondale, which I did for uh, part one. Part two, I believe I got these from you, Justin. The uh, fat orange cat. I don't like Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Oh snap! Where's that from? Let's see here. I sure as hell don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see if I can find it on here. <laughs> Brewed by Fat Orange Cat Brewing Company out of Stratford, Connecticut. Spike would cool. be proud. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like a fat pussy. So says Nick Cannon. <laughs> 
I'm only going to break that one. Woo! Nice. It's like he was holding on to that one. It just feels like he was... Well... I mean... Apparently Nick Cannon was too, but, you know. Woo! Oh, man. Uh, we, we we ain't ever going to let that one go, are we? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go Marvin Gaye. Come on, that's two let it goes I've given you, bro. Come on. I've been fighting it, bro. What do you want, man? Like, come on. <laughs> There's a bad joke in there somewhere, and I'm not about to pull the trigger. <laughs> 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 There you go, McGuffin. Thank you. <laughs> Man. Now, I got to tell you, I think this is the longest period of time since I've had kids that I haven't watched Frozen. <laughs> I haven't seen Hey, it. good for you, dude. Yeah. Which Maybe means, they're growing up. Well, I'm just saying, which now that you brought it up means that it's going to get back into the rotation. Thanks a lot, Dick. Hey, it's as long as they don't listen to the podcast, you're good. <laughs> well, no, my my kids are six and eight. They do not listen to the podcast. Oh my god! Can I you imagine? Oh, you know what? I, I, like, I can't imagine what their elementary teachers would say. Hey, my daddy does a podcast. You want to listen to it? <laughs> then it's us like roasting Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the teachers would actually appreciate it, but the kids will no. be like. They're elementary teachers. They would be like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> no. No. I, I doubt that would end well. <laughs> they might laugh. What the fuck is wrong with you? They'd be like, oh, Jesus, this guy. Well, where do we start? Okay. <laughs> do you That'd see be... the day and age we're living in? Come on now. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, no. Anyway, all right, well, let's shift Let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. Shannon, I actually have some songs specifically for you okay. and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, last week, we, we, we were hanging out with Chicago, right? That was fun, Saturday in the Park. Right. And I thought to myself, as we laughed about, oh, my God, are the Colts going to do And I really sort of switched my pick. And I tried. I missed it by five seconds. I missed it by five seconds. I was, oh, I was disappointed. I mean, it was only a one-point game, but whatever. But I was thinking, how many other Saturday songs that are fun can we do, right? And there's the Bay City Rollers, Saturday right. Night. That's a good. Probably Elton John's in there somewhere. That, that's a classic. Well, yes, of course, for Jeff Saturday and yeah. and the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, I have Elton John. Are you fucking kidding? My man, my man. It's there. But then I thought there would be one that you would really appreciate. Okay. Now, now, Randy may not get this reference, but I'm hoping that you do. Okay. And it's one of our favorites. All right. It's not Move Bitch, but it is ludicrous. <laughs> That's a throwback. Saturday. Ooh, ooh. I got a big weed stash. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
You are correct. I've never heard this song before. Oh my god, dude. That's a rewind. Oh my god. That's a rewind. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but bro, bro, how happy do you have to be? Look, this season's been a shit show for y'all. It's it's been it it really has. And clearly, you know what I'm wondering, and honestly, I'm wondering if part of this issue with um, Ursay and Reich was was Ursay basically challenging Reich on some level to see how how. Like how much pushback or what he would do, and he like failed the test. Like he didn't, he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't get the assignment. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no, start Ellinger, right? And he did it, and he acquiesced, and he's like, "This is not my dude. <laughs> You're out of here." Because Jeff Saturday's like, you know what? Matt Ryan's playing. <laughs> like, sorry, bro. Ryan's back in. F F this noise. Yeah, I mean, like it almost in a way makes me wonder if the whole Ellinger thing was on Reich. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, we, we, we would, you know, I feel like it's the Tootsie, the center of the Tootsie roll pop from the owl back in the day. We'll never mm-hmm. know the answer, but like was, and, and Lind, I think I mentioned this last week, Lindy and I were talking about that. Like he mm-hmm. was just like, I, he really thinks that, the whole Ellinger thing was on Reich. Mind your spacing with the mic. You're, you're getting a little weak. You're getting a little soft. Sorry about there. that. There you go. That's uh, better. But like wondering if that was all on Reich, mm-hmm. like if the whole Ellinger thing was on him and maybe it, it, it kind of sounds like it because, you know, Jeff Saturday comes in and says, nah, we're, nah. we're, we're going to start Matt Bryant. And then it, look, let's be honest. After, one or two starts yeah i'd want matt ryan back in there too um but keep going bro i'm just saying like i don't know if i've like last season when wentz didn't do the one week because he had covid i would have started ellinger against the raiders just because like Ellinger, or I mean, Wentz did not practice that entire week. Ellinger did. Mm-hmm. Let him start. Tell Wentz, hey, rest your ass. If we don't win, we need you ready for Jacksonville. Right. Just just stay home. Don't even come to the game. Relax. If we don't win, then we will start you. And it was a close game. It was like a 2017-type uh, game. Um, I don't have it on me, but like, okay, you don't play him last year, the week he practices the entire bleeping week. And then all of a sudden in the season where you're second in division and all of a sudden now you're going to sit Ryan for the rest of the year and start Ellinger, like, eh. like I would start Ellinger over Wentz rather than Matt Ryan. No matter how you slice it, it's a cluster. Right? It's but a it, cluster. But here's the F. thing. Jeff Saturday's coming in. Look, there's already a ton of heat on them for making that hire. So the big question is, how do they respond? And you know what they did? They responded well. Now, look, let's not get ahead of, our, of ourselves and go, all right, Colts are back. They figured it all out. It's one game, small sample size. 
And it's Vegas, it, dude. And it's Vegas, and I mean Vegas Vegas, Vegas is a mess. However, mm-hmm. what you wanted to see is how does the team respond, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That win, winning is a bonus, although you know if if they're <laughs> depending on what their goals are, you know if they're not tanking, then the win is good, right? We joked around, and everybody did obviously. Well, here here it is, they're tanking out. But if you're tanking, you don't want to win. If you're tanking, you start you leave Ellinger in there. You bring Matt Ryan back because you want to win the effing game. Yeah. Right? That's why you do Herm that. Edwards, man. Right. Because you have you have faith that this team is better than what they've shown, that they've underachieved, and that there's still something left to prove in the season, and you're not just gonna fold the tents, right? Jeff Saturday's not a fold the tents guy. Now that doesn't mean he's gonna hack it as a head coach, right? Doesn't mean any of that. It's too early to know what any of that is going to end up being. But for this game, for that response, they played hard. Jonathan Taylor was legit. Matt Ryan got the longest run of his career in that game. Dude, that was so right? amazing. Ridiculous. Third and three. Third and three. He takes off for a 39-yard run, man. Ridiculous. Matt freaking Ryan got yes. a 39-yard run. And look. The football gods are, are weird ones, right? You know what I'm saying? Because there are times that players get bounces. You're like, how does this happen? And I know when you were watching this game, after Matt Ryan picked up that 39-yard run and he throws it to Pittman and Pittman fumbles that damn thing, you're probably going, of course. Right? Because mm-hmm. there's a Raider right by the damn ball. How did they not recover that? But they didn't. They had the first crack at that fumble. They don't recover it. And who who gets the touchdown? Paris Campbell. Of course, it's Paris Campbell. Hell that guy yeah. has been injured for three years of his career. Right, Paris Campbell, dude. Paris Campbell. You got Jonathan Taylor popping off for a sixty-six yard touchdown run. You know, you you have the Colts just surviving. I mean, there it is. At Carr with hitting Devonte for a monster touchdown. You know, taking the lead twenty to nineteen, and the Colts just they, they bring it back, dude. And they hold on, right? And some of these bounces are ridiculous, man. Pippen not not fumbling, but the Colts somehow getting that back? Ridiculous. Carr throwing to Foster Moreau in the end zone? That dude has his hands on it. I forget that. I'm pretty sure it was a linebacker. But that Colts defender swatted. That was a great play by that Colts defender. Swatted that ball out of Moreau's hands. It was ridiculous, right? Fourth and sixth, they let him play. The Colts break up that throw to the end zone, man. They win. Yep. Yep, they win. They won more. that game, right? The Colts won that game. That was effort. That was attitude. And they got some bounces that went their way. That's yep. good. That's some good mojo. I don't know what they're going to accomplish over the over the course of the season, but you get that one win, right? Yep. And they, they get a big test. Philadelphia. You know, have they righted the ship? What's their attitude? What's their energy? What's their effort? Because it's not going to be there under Ellinger. Ellinger is a fold the tents guy. Not him personally, but if you're playing him, you're folding the tents. If you're playing Ryan, you're trying to win. You know, Randy, I'm, I'm just thinking of the end of uh, Scary Movie 4 and, and the two saw guys going, we are so fucked at Ellinger <laughs> Place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, clearly, he's definitely not ready for any type of real uh play time no um 
you had, I mean, I don't, that's the thing I never understood about going with him in the first place. Um, I felt like Matt Ryan it's eventually, was eventually going to get the offense going a little bit more. And, and we saw that, that he's starting to grasp things. And I think it helps that obviously Saturday believed enough in him to start him. So that really does that. that that's what's going to help anybody's confidence. If your coach yes. believes in you enough to go out there and win the game for your team, that's, that's always a huge thing. Uh, also helps, you know, Taylor's healthy and they ran the shit out of him. Oh, uh, well, they need Taylor. Ta- Taylor's the focal point. If oh, Taylor yeah. is healthy and Taylor is right, he's the focal point of that offense. And I mean, that's the basic thing for any offense in the NFL. If you can run the football, it sets up the pass. It's, it's tone. It, it, sets the, it sets the tone. Right? Any any offense you see in the game, unless you're gifted like you know the Bills or Kansas City where, yeah, the run game can be a little meh, but – the quarterbacks are so damn good, it doesn't matter. But for a lot of teams, your basic, everyday, above-average team, the run game's key, and, and this is and this is no different. Well, for a lot of teams, if you can't run, you're not winning. Exactly. Now, I mean, the Bills are – I mean, Josh Allen is ridiculous. He's had some turnover issues as of late. But, I mean, Josh Allen is ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous, right? And you can get away with a lot of stuff. But the thing is, when you can run, you can set tone. When you can run, you can impose will. When you can run, you can dominate the clock. You know, there's a lot of things. If you can run, right, you can set you can set the tone of the game and you can control the game. Can you achieve some of that through the pass? Sure. But there's something that's very classic NFL that's very football if you you know what I mean like you think of like uh, you think of all, all those NFL films right you just need the voice and you know just run the ball you know when you can do that and really impose yourself and your team imposes their will on the other team imposing your right, will on that, your opponent that's a different level dude Defense and defense for all the stuff we love. Look, the modern NFL is so dominated by the past, but here's the thing, right? Historically and in the playoffs, what's one of the best formulas to win? You have a good defense and you can Mm -hmm. run the fucking ball. Mm -hmm. You do those things, you're going to be in every game. You just are. You know? It's huge. So, I don't know how far... Little little advice to Jeff Saturday: mm-hmm. kick the extra points. <laughs> yeah, it would have been twenty-seven to twenty if you just kicked the fucking extra points, bro. Could have been. Kick well, them. two-point conversions are dangerous because you you know sometimes you end up chasing that stuff. But can't chase it, man. Just just kick the extra point. Play it as is. But uh, you know what? For game one, what you wanted was you wanted to see what kind of impact he had. And again, I, it's the Raiders, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean that was, you know, as he as he said on Halloween, the Raiders look horrible, and well, he, he was right. wrong. He was right. You know, he was not wrong at all. So, a couple of things to note. By the way, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you have a Friday soundboard available, but there was a great meme this week on Derek Carr. With Jeff Saturday and Smokey sitting on the side, 
looking at him as if he was the dude that had the chain taken from his neck, saying, he going to cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one, yeah. That's funny. Oh, so, I, don't, I don't know if you had that one dialed up. No, or I, not, I got, I got. He he got knocked the f out, but yeah, he he, he gonna cry in the car. He gonna cry in the car. He, he cried, uh, car that was my in. mama's chain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but cry car in or uh, car crying. Oh, in the uh, post game, you know, and, I, and that's tough. I, Man, I get that. Look, he, he's pissed. He, I get it. He's pissed. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be better if they had kept Basaccia. They should have. You know, I think most most people look at it and go, God, you should have just given Basaccia the year. But he didn't mm-hmm. have the name. And I've seen some interesting articles flitting around that they're not going to fire McDaniels right now because they don't the money they don't, have the, they, they don't have the money to pay him off. Yeah. Which is pretty wild to think about. But I don't know if that's the case. But anything it those articles talking about how he's done a fantastic job. Dude, McDaniels has not done a fantastic job. They're two yeah. and seven this year. He's seven and twenty-four in his last thirty-one games. All right, and you know one of the one of the things that really separates out teams and really separate separates out your coaching staff because of decisions and in-game management are one-score games. Okay, you know what the Raiders are this year in one-score games? Oh, for oh and six. Yeah, damn. They were seven and two last season. Okay, the Raiders traded plays with the Vikings. Like last season's Vikings sucked one score games. What are they this mm-hmm. year? Very good in one score games. Yeah, right. Some of that's a little bit of the, the you know the the fate of the football god. Some of it's coaching. Some of it's decisions. Some of it's game flow. But you know, if it's consistently an issue, you're not good enough. Right. right, and the Raiders aren't good enough. Again, the Raiders and the Vikings traded places. No TLC show included. Just saying. Come on, man. <laughs> trading spaces, trading places. Suck bus. Josh McDaniels and the Raiders are on full-on BSE, butthurt alert, suck express. It's all there. They're terrible. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams is, is a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. He's wasted there. Yep. And Derek Carr, I, I, look, I respect how vested he is in the team, but he does a lot of checkdowns, dude. Whether it's by design or whatever, how? How? There's just not enough there, man. That that team, you know, by the time you have your quarterback and wide receivers questioning your heart and your, you know what I mean? Like that's a that's not a good sign, dude. That that's on the coach. Yep. There we were, you know, talking about the, the Washington locker room and the emotions in there. Like, contrast that with this crap. That's terrible. It's terrible. I'm not a Raiders fan by any stretch of the imagination, but this is pitiful. And it's got to it. You got to hold somebody responsible. And given the difference with what they did with one-score games, how they finished last year, and, and Basaccia had to deal with all the Gruden aftermath. And uh, I can't remember the wide receiver that, that with the card. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs oh, and that man. disaster. You know? I mean, Basaccia did a hell of a job getting that team to pull together and win games. 
And they and they were tight cuz didn't they uh didn't they give the Bengals a good run in that playoff game? They did. Mhm. You know. So, I mean, they've fallen off the map. From last season to this season, the Rams and the Raiders are heinous disappointments. Here we yeah. were. I mean, think about how much time we spent in the preseason thinking about how good the AFC West was going to be. Right? The Raiders are trash. The Broncos are awful. Russell Wilson's a dumpster fire. Right? The Chargers can't stay healthy. They're down tackles, down both their starting wide receivers. I mean, Justin Herbert, I think, is legit as hell. But, you know, the Chargers just have a myriad of problems. Healthy players is one of them. But, yeah, I mean, the Raiders and the Broncos are awful. 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 It just, I don't know, man, just a mess, dude. A parrot, one of the interesting, interesting things that I, I'm seeing, like, with the Raiders, especially with uh, the passing game, is you look, obviously... Devontae's getting his looks. Uh, he's almost got 100 targets already, and it's mm-hmm. nine games. Think about that. He's averaging 11 targets a game, basically. Well, he ain't getting the yards and the catches. Well, yeah, he's only got he's only caught about 60% of the passes thrown to him. Mm-hmm. But the next guy down, half of that, which is mm-hmm. Mac Hollins, 50, 50 targets. And then after that, it's Jacobs at 37. Mm-hmm. That, you know, obviously – Renfro getting hurt and Waller getting, you know, Waller being out, that doesn't help them much, but that's still there's no excuse to just sit there and basically tell every defense what you're going to do. And that's lock on to Devontae Adams. And yeah. then, and then maybe every so often dump it off to Jacobs or just yeah. look deep for Hollins. Cause that's, that's, that's all it seems like he does is he doesn't really throw short to Hollins all that's that That's the old how. How? <laughs> but it's like, Come you on, look just, at... Gotta give me that. How? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? It's Mark Davis right now. There but it I is. Mean, but, yeah, but you look at... That's Mark Davis's Devontae. haircut right now. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Can we get that man a decent barber? Dude. How's that man have a haircut that that takes both the over and the under at the same time? My my, my second <laughs> grade haircut thinks that haircut is bad. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> oh no! We suck bad. again. That's pretty shitty. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, and I'll you look at last year for Devonte. He had 169 targets, 123 catches. So the difference is what 46. Mm-hmm. He's already got a difference of 42 just this year in the first nine games of the season. Mm-hmm. What is that going to say for potentially accuracy the, the rest of the season? Well, that and just he's drawing double and triple coverage and Carr's still targeting him. Like he's going to just magically catch the pass. That's part of their problem. Well, well uh, being down Waller and Renfro. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had him a ton, but. Yeah, even when they had those other guys, they weren't getting it done. No, I mean, I, I just, you know, that's an underachieving team. And whether it's heart, whether it's hustle, whether it's coaching staff, it's not there. But what is there is a is a fairly extensive body of work that McDaniel's ain't it. So I do not have confidence that he's going to turn that around. I could be wrong. 
Right. North Could be Turner 2.0 over here. Well, North Turner was a great OC, not a good head coach. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we have here and, with McDaniels. Right. I mean, and look, if they fired McDaniels tomorrow, he would get, I would imagine he'd be rehired immediately by New England. More than that. Or somebody else. He'd have a job pretty quickly. But maybe he's just not cut out to be a head coach. I don't know. But it, it's not happening for the Raiders. They're not going anywhere this year. Uh, I've I've read some interesting articles theorizing that, you know, Carr is going to be the fall guy because they're going to end up having a high draft pick and they can kind of flush the coach and stuff out and bring somebody in and they can, you know, cherry pick who they want in the draft. Uh, I'm sure Devontae would love to play with a rook. Sure. But it's, it's tough. I I appreciate the, the raw emotion from Carr. I do, but that that's a that's a that's a locker room problem. That's an internal problem. That's that's a team problem. And if they can't get that sorted out, they're not winning shit. No, not winning shit. Anyway, Shannon, kind of final thoughts on the Colts. We need to shift gears because we got a couple other games to burn through, and then we need to get out of here. Um, I just thought there was a lot of uh, fight. You know, they were down in the third, down in the fourth in that mm-hmm. game. So it's not like they dominated. No, they didn't. Um, and the Raiders, like we said, are a dumpster fire. So I'll be interested interested to see if they are able to run and stick with the run versus Philly this weekend. Because uh, that's that's going to be key. Because yeah. if you don't stick with the run, that that excuse me, that D line is just going to eat. Look, man. Matt Ryan look, if Matt Ryan can run for you know thirty or thirty nine yards a pop, man, let Matt Ryan run the ball. Look, there was molasses on the field in Vegas that kept the guys from getting to him. Uh, Matt Ryan (laughs) runs a 4.999 on molasses, so, you know, they can't catch him that fast. (sighs) (laughs) Well, let's see how they do. Yeah, let's just see how how they do. Because, I mean, you get the dumpster fire in the Raiders. Now you get the team that's 8-1, 9-1, whatever they are. 8-1. Eight and one. So well, Philly's a good test. Um, it's gonna be a good test. The, the Raiders would be a get-right game. Philadelphia is a test to see where you're at. I'd like to believe that Saturday will a have the mad yeah. Philly team. By I, the way. I, they should, then they ought to be um, short week, but still short a mad week. Philly team. But I'd like to see how um, how that particular game plays out because that'll tell us a lot about both teams. I don't expect the Colts to win, but if the Colts play them tough and are competitive. To me, that bodes well for the rest of the season for Indianapolis. So, all right, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, Packers-Cowboys, I mentioned at the, at the front of the podcast, I was super happy about this game. Uh, the Packers set the five-game loop, which is crazy to me. I can't believe they had a five-game losing streak, but they did. And you know what they did? They ran the shit out the ball. That, Imagine that. That and Christian Watson exploded onto the scene. Yep. That guy was ridiculous. Uh, although I was worried, you know, I was worried. Look, in the second quarter, Rodgers bomb went out to Watson. A big old, I think it was 57-58, somewhere in that zone for the score. Tied it up 7-7. Seven to seven. All right, Watson out there backflipping. That was pretty sweet. And then Aaron Jones piled himself a drive with the Marshawn Lynch dedication. The uh, up-in-the-air crotch grab. <laughs> Give him the D. Uh, that was fun. It made it 14-7 Green Bay. But... You know, Dallas tied it up at the half with a a, a Dak touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz, uh, evened it up. But in the third quarter, 
Tony Pollard got a touchdown, made it 21-14. Dak, you know, the Cowboys got the ball back. Dak hit CeeDee Lamb for a 35-yard touchdown, made it 28-14. And I was like, oh, no, this is problematic. But the Packers, man, I'll tell you what, they kept at it. And the Cowboys didn't have an answer for Christian Watson. And uh, Rodgers hit Watson for another touchdown to make it 28-21. to Aaron Jones is out there grinding. They got a break. And one of the things Whitfield and I talked a lot about kind of the Packers this season. And one of the things that's been tough is it just feels like they haven't had bounces go their way. Right. And Aaron Jones, when he was running, man, the defense punched that ball out of there, but friendly bounce. He recovered his own fumble right back to him. No drama. Right. Rodgers hits Watson again for his third touch. I love that where he's like one, two, three in the end zone. That was great. Tied it up 28-28. And look, we can argue about the refs, right? We can we can do that for sure. But here's the thing. In overtime, when it was fourth and four, and the Cowboys had the chance to kick a field goal, they didn't take it, right? They were in Mara's range. They were. They elected not to kick, knowing, knowing that whether it's a field goal, a miss, or whatever, Rodgers is going to get a shot at it. I appreciate them wanting to end it. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Like Buffalo. Like Buffalo. Right? The Packers outscored the Cowboys 17-0 in the fourth quarter in overtime. By the way, guys, what's up with all the 17-point swings in games this year? That's the Raiders. I don't don't, don't remember a season where 17 points was like the line of demarcation for insanity. But it feels like this year... 17, there's all kinds of weird stuff with 17. And yes, <laughs> the Raiders blow 17-point leads. Other teams are making comebacks with that. It's wild. Fun factoid. Rookie wide receivers with three touchdowns versus the Cowboys. Well, Christian Randy Watson. Moss. Christian Watson, this particular game, and Randy, Randy Moss. Moss on Thanksgiving in 1998. Love that. Also, the first loss in Cowboys history with a 14-point lead after the third quarter. Way to suck some ass. They were 195-0. and zero. Now, 195-1. and one. And one. Yep. And, you know, here's the reality. This is what you get, man, as we love to say. Or, as The Rock likes to say. What can I say except you're welcome for the- That's right. Uh, <laughs> gave, him, gave him that L. So, look, this has been a tough year for Green Bay for a lot of reasons. And in kind of leading up to the season, had so many conversations about Green Bay, and it was like, look, man, they need to lead on the run game. Lead on the run game early. Let these wide receivers kind of figure it out, get going. Now, I'm hoping this is not just a fluke game for Watson. You obviously can't expect that kind of production. But the thing is, at his size, with his speed – and Randy, I forgot he played with Trey Lance. Totally forgot that. What were they, the, the Bison? There they were? I think so. That sounds right. But Watson looks like, you know, is it a fluke? Has he arrived? I don't know. Tom's going to tell. But in that particular game, Watson was electric. Mm-hmm. Electric. Yeah. Good and, test tomorrow night. Yeah, and, and Green Bay needs that. Well, yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday night. Uh, and on Thursday night, of course, there's Thursday night football with the Packers and the, and the Titans. That's also going to be a big test. It's one thing to play bully ball with Dallas. It's 
It's nothing to play bully ball with the Titans. Because the Titans. They have the biggest, baddest bully of their own. Because the Titans. The Titans, they're absolutely bully ball. It's what they do. It's what they do. So that's going to be a big litmus test. If they beat the Titans, if if Green Bay sticks it to Tennessee and gets the win, but really sticks it to Tennessee with imposing their will, running the ball, defense. I'm going to feel much better about the back half of the season. Doesn't mean they'll figure it out. Doesn't mean they'll get it done. Doesn't mean they'll make the playoffs. But I'm going to feel much better about their prospects, about their chances, and about their competitiveness. And that would make me happy. I'll take that. So, yeah, tough. But I took so much satisfaction out of Green Bay getting the win. Super enjoyable. But I, McCarthy... I think there needs to be some criticism. We talk about it every week with this take the points or kick the EP. We don't mind aggressiveness. We don't mind assertiveness. But there is a, a point in every game where you're like, maybe you just kick the field, take the points, bro. Or just kick the extra point instead of going for two. Like, right? Whether it's analytics or what, sometimes the field just seems to be a little bit off. So. Because, I mean, if, if you think about it, they say they kick the field goal, they make it. Mm-hmm. Think about the pressure that's not on the defense. All they do is stop them rather than prevent them from scoring. Yeah. And if you, especially if you're ahead, if you're behind, it's about not only stopping them, but trying to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, that, but that's just unadmitted pressure if you had the opportunity to go ahead. Yeah. And I just, I was just, I was shocked. I know Mars had, fairly decent kicker and he could have easily probably made it was within range i mean take the three y'all make make green bay have to score a right right put the onus in them take the points man i I don't know i mean mccarthy stood by their decision you know they they didn't convert when executed (laughs) but i I don't to me in that situation they haven't really unleashed parsons i i think i would have if i'm a cowboys fan take take the points Knock that out, and then bring the heat. Yep, agreed. And uh, I, I think that's a miscalculation from McCarthy. There was a wo- wonderful meme that said, um, "This is the first time in years that McCarthy has helped Green Bay win a game." I laughed. Damn, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a dick meme, but it was pretty funny. So pretty accurate, yeah. accurate. Yeah, but well, it is. It is. Hey, the truth hurts. It is. All right, let's shift to. Uh, Vikings Bills I'll just wrap up and say look I hope that that is the Packers turning the corner because this has been a shitty season but if Christian Watson is legit and that's not just a fluke he's going to stretch the field and open things up for other players Cobb is supposed to come back and play against the Titans so to get Cobb back if Watson is legit and breaking out you can't expect him to replicate that kind of success but if you can take the top off the D right and stretch the field, he opens stuff up for all these other wide receivers. Green Bay has a lot of twos and threes. They don't have a lot of ones, right? Devontae was their one. He's gone. So grind them out if you have to. Green Bay should pound them out if they have to. Well, and I saw they released Rodgers uh, during the weeks because of his fumbling issues that he's yeah. had. So uh, He's got to go. But, he's go. Well, I think once Tunyon feels more comfortable, because clearly returning from you know, the knee injury, yeah. he's still he's still not there. You can tell he's still a little hesitant. But if he can get back to where he was, 
the running game between Dylan and Jones really gets going. Yeah, it, and make that the centerpiece, and, and then Aaron gets you know gets uh, gets right because clearly Aaron seemed like it clearly feels like the first you know, the first half of every game this season, it's just not there. There's just something not clicking for him. Right, and a lot uh, of struggle. Game, a lot of struggle. This bus. game. You got you get to see him his making his throws a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He's getting more excited, more energy. So it's going to be interesting to see because if they can, you know, you know, taking it to Tennessee and they beat say they beat Tennessee, that's huge because that's another confidence boost going in to Philly yeah. the following week. And they have the Thursday night football mini buy, if you will. Yeah. But now Christian Watson's showing up is huge for them because it's going to open things up for the other players. And then some of those moments with Rodgers hitting him, I mean, it just, that was a demonstrable bit of trust and a demonstrable bit of execution from Rodgers in the offense to get the ball in his hands in some spots. If that's going to stick, you can't expect that production, obviously, going forward. But if he opens things up for Lazard and Dobbs and, you know, the other players, then great. And if they can run the ball really well, they're going to be okay. Again, I don't know what their ceiling is, but their floor has to be better than what most of the season has been, I would think. So, great weekend. Enjoyed both. I hope there's good things in in the future for both of those teams. Nothing else be a spoiler, but love the Watson breakout. It felt, felt like we got flashes of the old Aaron Rodgers with that. Super important. I hope it's a breakout game and, and just not a fluke. It's just a fluke that's going to suck. So, speaking of sucking, if you're a Bills fan, ball sucking against the Vikings for sure. We had a couple of moments in that game that were phenomenal. Uh, Diggs had an incredible one-handed catch. But really, quite frankly, there's a couple of key moments in this game that everybody's going to zone in and and really focus on. Number one, (laughs) our red zone interceptions with Josh Allen. Terrible. He cost that team. And he knows he did. He knows he did. And he owned up to it. And he owned up to it. But that's it's not it's not the first time. No. Won't be the last time. But, you know, in the fourth quarter when the Bills had it and it was fourth and two from the seven, you can make an argument they should have gone for the field goal. Doesn't matter, they didn't. Allen got picked off by Patrick Peterson. That was tough. I'll give kudos to the Vikings for finding a way to stay in the game. Dalvin Cook had an 81-yard touchdown run, which is just... That was the longest play from scrimmage given up by the Bills under Sean McDermott. That's crazy, by the way. But it was. It's a hell of a play. And the Vikings kept converting some tough fourth downs, man. Hey, it was definitely the Justin Jefferson show. Justin Jefferson was a stud. Diggs had a, Diggs had a sweet one-headed catch, and then you got Justin Jefferson. And that was just 100%. 100% filthy, man. It was four, I think it was 4th and 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, Cousins heaved it up to Justin Jefferson. Cam Lewis was there. And he went for the interception instead of just breaking Just up, knocking it away. Just knocking it out, doing something. But going for the pick, Justin Jefferson skying up with one hand. And then they're falling to the ground. And Justin Jefferson somehow takes it away from Cam Lewis incredible incredible that ball didn't hit the ground 
A little bit of luck, a little bit of body control, but either way, Vikings delivered. I didn't expect that. Uh, none of us did, really, no. when you think about it. Just give, given what we've seen from the Bills during the, regular, during the season, but also that seems to be the narrative for the Vikings is getting those close games. Yes. And, being in it till the end and finding ways to win. And that's their date. You know, some of it looks pretty, some of it's just damn fugly, but for the most part, they, they're, I hate to say it, it but I think they finally, they found what they needed that unlike previous seasons, I think they're finally hitting that stride where instead of losing those close games or finding ways to winning those close games. Well, the, the key, the key notion there is finding ways to win. You're not going to win them all. But if you put yourself in a position to win, you don't do anything dumb. You're going to keep it close enough that you're within striking distance, and then the rest is up to you. But this is another one that was a 17 point. I mean, the Bills were up 27 to 10. Yep. So the Bills defense has to take a look in the mirror and be like, yo. Josh Allen definitely has to take a look in the mirror and be like, all right, <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who throws the most red zone interceptions of them all? It's you, bitch. It's Josh Allen, which is crazy. Crazy. You almost have to wonder how much that uh, the elbow really kind of played a factor in some of those throws. I don't know, man. It, it, he elbow dropped on Patrick. I think I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Peterson after a pick in the end zone. And I was watching it going like, oh, no, don't stick your arm in there, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, no. What are you doing? But, you know, Allen had some clutch moments. And the end game sequence of this game was just ridiculous with plays, with goal line stops with i mean it was just it was this was a wild game to watch goal line stops and then the center fumbling the exchange between him and allen and Man. the vikings falling on it in the end zone i mean Dude. you can't make this shit up no no that sequence of events was absolutely ridiculous because the thing that people are going to forget is uh, i think it was dalvin cook that went out but you know the bills got dinged with I think it was an offsides. Yeah, they did. You know, because they, they had stopped. They had stopped on yeah, fourth down. They stopped them on they fourth got, down. They, they got flagged, mm-hmm. and the uh, Vikings got another crack at it, and they kept Cousins out of the end zone. That was crazy. And then they get the ball. They get the ball. All they need is just don't do anything dumb. That's it. Don't do anything dumb. What did they do? They did something dumb. They fumbled it. Vikings get a garbage ass touchdown out of that. Falling on the ball, getting in the end zone. What? I mean. Yeah, and if you watch that video, you can see where the ball actually hits Allen on the tips of his fingers and not actually into his hands where it mm-hmm. should have gone. And you know Well, bad snap a, on the quarterback. Either way, bad, bad it, the ball the ball bouncing you know yeah. right to a vikings defender on top of it that's it's a bad exchange and a, and a bad bounce. if you're if you're a bills fan the opportunity was there they stepped up multiple times defense stepped up multiple times and josh allen just killed him he knows it he knows it again whether that was just a you know i don't know if, that, if that's more on him or more in the center but either way it's a bad exchange and it was a freebie you gave Minnesota a freebie, man. You can't do it. No, you, you can't, can't do, do it. With anybody. No. Uh, Patrick Peterson getting two interceptions off of Allen? Ridiculous. And for all the great plays that Allen made, and I, you know, we argued last week that he shouldn't even play. Uh, he shouldn't play in week 10. Well, he did. 
But what did they get out of it? Not a win. Tough. So I'm happy that he played. I hope it is all right. But oh, what a disappointment. But then you, but then after that, they have what forty seconds left, and we see shades of what we've seen from Josh Allen last year, this year, whatever. Just drives right down the field for the he game does. tying field goal, like it was nothing. I know. And then we get overtime, and then it was the Justin Jefferson overtime show. <laughs> More Justin Jefferson, man. Uh, Josh Allen, by the way, NFL worst four red zone interceptions this season. All yeah, you, yeah, you can't do that. All in the last three games. Look. Kudos to the Jets the other week, and kudos to the Vikings this week. And I don't think we're giving the Bills a pass. No. I think they're a good team, but they've definitely made some mistakes, and they, they have to clean that up because they're better than that. They're better than us showing in that game. Well, and I think what we're seeing, and I mean, you could, I mean, like I said earlier, how much of this really is that elbow giving him issues because, like you said, Maybe. he's – they were almost talking Tommy John surgery for him, and all of a sudden he's playing. So I don't know. Yeah, I thought he, um, I thought for the most part he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how much the elbow, if any, was bothering him. That may have been really more of a media story than an actuality story, possibly. But the thing is, in clutch time and crunch time, Allen made some bad throws and some bad decisions. Again, that that Justin Jefferson skying up against Cam Lewis, going up in the air, just filthy. Filthy. He posterized him. He did. He did. You just got mossed. The, the Bills getting that incredible goal line stand, only for Josh Allen to fumble the snap. Brutal. Just brutal. And then Allen, of course, throwing an interception to steal the overtime win for the Vikings. And, he's, just, and the thing is, is he shouldn't have thrown it. it you, no. You just watched no. it unfold like it was no. just – it's almost like he just said, hey, Peterson, here you go. Have F another it, one. That's I'm going deep. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal. And the Bills are also a team that needs to learn from this loss. There's a, there's a, enough season left. Cleaning that up is with them in the realm of possibility. But they got to work at it. And if you would have told me mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the beginning of the season that by – halfway mark just past the halfway mark the bills would be in third place in the afc's i'd have said you were full of shit <laughs> you didn't see that They've all the got, teams right. except for the patriots have three <clears throat> losses so they're all in the thick of it getting tight there's a small margin of error for teams like buffalo to kind of right the ship and, and pilfer a couple other dubs and i hope they can but you know kudos to the vikings man kudos to them Three turnovers by Josh Allen in the fourth quarter in overtime. It, it's hard to win a game like that, man. Yeah, you're not going to win. Like it's not that. impossible, but it's damn hard. i tell you what, uh, one other thing I, I will say, uh, as we switch gears a little bit, again, I'm super happy about that Packers win. Didn't expect it, but that was very sweet over the Cowboys. I work with a lot of, a lot of Cowboys fans, so they didn't have a lot of junk to say, so that made me pretty happy. But two was fascinating to me. And, yeah, the Dolphins beat the crap out of the Browns. I I just don't see how the Browns are going to dig themselves out of this hole. Deshaun, I think, is, is cleared to practice this week. Still, uh, obviously, a couple of weeks away from being able to play. But I just, I'm not feeling them digging themselves out of this. But 
What I am feeling is the legitimacy of the Miami Dolphins, right? You can complain about their defense all you want, but the thing is this. That run game, Tua, hellified, man. It's been hellified. Randy, fun factoid. Who's the leading rusher for the San Francisco 49ers? Leading rusher? Uh-huh. You mean the fact that it was Jeff Wilson? It still is, technically. Is Jeff Wilson? They're going to meet. Are they playing next week? Um, it's soon. They're gonna I, end I, up, know, I know they play each yeah, other, yeah. They're, they're going to end up playing each other, and and Jeff Wilson's going to still be the leading rusher for the 49ers, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. How crazy is that? Uh, Yeah, 12-4. Yeah. Yeah. In San Francisco. Right around the corner. Yep. Crazy. He might be. <laughs> but a season of 100, 195 rushing yards for the Dolphins. And in the postgame, Tua glossed up the offensive line, glossed up the running backs, as he should. This is the best offense from Miami since 1984. Dang. That's Dan, I, that, that's Dan Marino o'clock, baby. Granted, that was MVP season, Dan Marino, but... Well, and I think the nice thing for Wilson is he knew the offense because McDaniels was the OC last year, so mm-hmm. he didn't have to really – he knew the playbook. So he could just jump right in and knew what he had to do. And obviously he's going to play the chip on his shoulder, be like, you should never have traded me. I mean, he understood that it was just yeah, business. No, but It was a very, very smart trade for Miami. Very smart trade. And Wilson should be happy that he's there. He obviously was going to get squeezed out in San Francisco – Especially you know, with Elijah Mitchell coming back, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's the old embarrassment of riches kind of deal. Um, but to give, you know, to give Wilson that shot with a coach that he knows, with a, an offensive structure that he knows, he looked good, dude. He looked good. Yeah, he looked. He looked like he's definitely. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the missing piece, but definitely a piece to that offense that yes. was that's a lot better than the previous <laughs> parts that were running it. Mm-hmm. That includes Mostert, who knows the offense as well. So it's one of those things where he's just he fits it. He fits the scheme. He's playing hard. He's always he's always been a hard runner. Yeah. So I'm happy for him that he's going to get some success here. Yeah, I, I I like Miami's upside, man. I mean, the AFC is is kind of stocked with a lot of good teams, but I mean they all have their flaws. I like Kansas City. I think they got a steal. It well, it looks like that may have gotten his deal with Kadarius uh, Tony get, getting him from the Giants. He had a nice game, uh, hopping along the sideline, getting a touchdown, uh, displaying his athleticism. And the the Chiefs, man, I tell you what, if nothing else, you know they know how to spread the ball around. So they do. Um, hopefully, uh, t- Schuster's all right. Uh, yeah, that, hopefully that that, 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 hit, that hit was scary. That looked rough. That looked real rough. Uh, and- how the hell did that dude not get ejected for that hit? That's what I want. I don't know. Greenlaw got ejected for his on Herbert, <laughs> and that wasn't even a hard ass hit. It was a hard. I I don't know it if was, I'd, I don't know if I'd say it wasn't I'm, a hard ass hit, but I, I I think it's clear that Herbert was falling, and that it alters the nature of what that was. Yeah, because Ward has hit him and he yeah. fell into like the direct line of that hit. But yeah. whereas. This this DB just absolutely up and obliterates Schuster, mm-hmm. and I mean you always it's always scary when you see the arms lock and the fingers lock like that in a position that the fencers defensive like, position Ooh. whatever it is yeah, and it's just like but no <clears throat> didn't get penalized didn't get you know didn't get ejected it's just like it I can see why like uh, Tony Dungy was like. 
you know, where's the balance here? One's a quarterback, so <laughs> late hit, ejection. The other dude's a receiver. Well, look, man, ask Philly fans, man. Who gets protected? Taylor Heineke and NFL quarterbacks. That's who gets protected. <laughs> All kidding aside on that front. No, it, it felt like the juju hit kind of riled up Kansas City. You yeah, know what I mean? It, it's what it felt like. So Mahomes productive again, no shock there. He, uh, his 16th game with at least four touchdown passes. Uh, it's the ninth most by a quarterback since at least 1950. So that's that's pretty wild. But Kadarius Tony, looking at at how Andy Reid's using him and deploying him. I mean, obviously he has to stay healthy. There's been some chatter about really what I mean. He was healthy, and the Giants were kind of suppressing some things. But whatever, he's on a different team. We'll see what happens. But it's wild to think of how wrong uh, the Giants have have gotten receivers. Because Galladay, that dude can't he can't catch cold, man. That's some bullshit over there. Tony, I don't know what who he pissed off, but man, shh, what a difference. But it, I'm just looking at him with the Chiefs, and it just feels like the Chiefs stole him. You know. Yeah, it does. It just feels like they, they 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 stole him and got a great deal. It's just wild to me. But uh, here, real quick, as we wrap up, thoughts on uh, 49ers and the Chargers. You know what I didn't realize is that prior to this game, the last time the Chargers lost to the 49ers was in 2000. I was like, yeah, I was they've like, had our what? they've had our number for quite a few uh, quite a few games in a row. That's so weird. Well, I don't know how frequently they they play, but well, every four years, yeah, twenty two yeah. years is a pretty long streak. I think we were O for our last five against them. Sounds about right. And I was like, that has to be made up. But you know, Chargers actually got a little bit of a lead on this. 49ers had to rally up, and uh, sometimes look, you look, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's one of those guys that, to me, if he wins ugly, he just he's gonna find a way to win, and the stats aren't as important as the scoreboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of the deal, right? Just kind of the deal to me. Whether or not that Greenlaw hit, whether or not he should have been ejected, I thought that was pretty dicey. I think contextually, I would argue that Herbert was getting tackled from behind and going down, and it altered the hit that Greenlaw stuck on him. I agree. You I know, that's kind of how I view it too. Right. But it, it sounds like New York thought that he had the opportunity to change his directory trajectory. Uh, Arguably. Was, and I'm like, well, maybe, but it's a, it was a bang, bang play. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like people can think that fast in a slow motion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of like course you can. can. Ch- you can change. Yeah, of course. You, but, slow-mo. Of course. You but can. it's, but when you're going, just full speed that's that's really hard to do yeah right? I, I you know i watched that play a couple of times and it's just tough sledding it, you know was he going in for the hit he was but i just think herbert getting getting tackled from behind and falling away he did exacerbated the scenario and at some point is the defender culpable yes but i think in context you you have to look at herbert kind of falling down with how he was getting tackled and ended up being a little exposed because of the tackle. So that, that feels like it, it would have been better as a flag instead of a straight up ejection, you know? Uh, but either way, Herbert was out. Chase Daniel did squat. Chargers got a field goal to go up. I think 16, 10 at the half. You did get a, uh, old run CMC flash there. 
got a goal line touchdown to put the uh, 49ers up uh, 19 to 16. And I got to tell you, when I was watching the highlight package, man, when the Chargers had a fourth and three inside their own 10, you're like, holy shit, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was gutsy. It was gutsy. Yeah. Um, and then they failed, and then somehow they held the 49ers to a field goal, which is incredible. Uh, I like how those defenses couldn't figure out how to play defense till it was like red zone o'clock, and then they were all about it. That was pretty funny. Uh, but at, look, I mean, the Chargers had a crack at it late. It was under a minute to go, and um, you know, Hufanga got got the interception on a wounded duck Herbert throw uh, made under duress. So it, here's the thing: McCaffrey gets another touchdown. They had productivity in some spots, and they kind of had to grind that one out, and they did it. And we've talked about ad nauseum here. If you got to win ugly, you do it. And because that's just how some of these games are going to go, depending on matchups, physicality, run game, defense, whatever. I mean, if you get the dub, you get the dub. And the 49ers had to earn that win. And they did. You know, despite what I would say most people feel is a bad call with Greenlaw getting tossed. That was a tough one. Well, yeah, because I don't disagree with the flag. I just disagree with the ejection. Right. Um, but I think... And I, I, w- I would bet most people would fall on that one where they'd go, okay, fine, you want to flag him for that? Do it. But an ejection seems overkill. Yeah, because, I mean, Herbert's helmet was kind of turned sideways and his chin strap was up around his nose. So, yeah, yes, yeah. You, you, he, yes, he can get the flag for that. Yeah, he, def- he definitely got some contact. But I think the ejection, to me, is about intent and malice. Right, and uh, I don't think there was any intent in malice. I think he was just going to make the play, and like you said, you know, Ward attacked, you know, tackled him from behind, and mm-hmm. because the way he started to fall, it just altered where his hitbox was going to be. Yeah, somebody needs to alter all the hitboxes for Nick Cannon. Oh, that's a different, <laughs> different conversation. So that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it was a nasty hit. I get it, protect the quarterback, but oh. That one, that one's tough. Contextually, that one's really, really, really tough. Uh, but uh, anyway, kudos to uh, Christian McCaffrey. It's his fourth touchdown in three games uh, since being acquired in a trade with the Panthers. And a fun random factoid, I think, uh, the Chargers became the first team since 1988 to trail by at least 10 points following the first quarter in four straight games. Rando. Chargers are going to charge you, baby. That's what they're going to the do. Thing, the thing is, it's just not they're not, not, they're not a bad team. They no, just, they're just, no, they're no. just the, they're the walking wounded. They're, right they're now. beat up, down, down. I think both are starting tackles. Uh, both are starting wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, they're one, they're one and they're two. It, that's a, t- they're that's down a, Bosa. Yeah. That, that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal. Maybe, maybe they'll uh, get healthy and catch fire late, but it feels like the old proverbial charge is going to charge her. Uh, speaking of that, I will say Jaguar is going to Jaguar. They took it in the chin against the Chiefs. Probably no huge surprise there again. Uh, I like the upside of Kadarius Tony. I'm very surprised by that. Low-cost trade. You know, We talked about a little bit of this a few minutes ago, but uh, Mahomes is a magician. You know that. Andy Reid knows how to use a lot of people. Um, they've done a great job spreading around. I think the 10 Chiefs have a touchdown pass this season, uh, most in the NFL. So they're clearly spreading the wealth, which they need to do in the post-Cheetah era. But 
I think the Jaguars got him riled up, man, knocking out Juju. I think that got the Chiefs riled up, and, and they took it to him the rest of the way, man. Anyway, one other game just we have to at least touch on. Uh, Giants-Texans, not that it was sexy, not that it was fantastic, uh, but it was a lot of Saquon Barkley, and the Giants ran the shit out of him, man. Career high, 35 carries, 152 yards, got a touchdown, and you know the Giants handled the Texans. And this is very much one of those, well, you got to beat those guys kind of games, and the Giants did. So kudos to them on that. Um, yeah, uh, thinking sexy and Giants football in the same sentence is uh, an oxymoron, let's be honest. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I will say, by the way, I'm a firm believer now that the Giants need to re-sign Saquon Barkley. Other thing, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, I wouldn't have said it earlier in the year, but I'd, I'd say Tua's got to be your one of these dark horse MVP candidates. I think he's, he's got to be on the list, man. At the beginning of the season, yeah, you're kind of like, no way. But now watching how he's yep. blossomed in this offense yep. and the way he's played, you can't you can't deny the growth that man has had since he first came into the league. You just yeah. can't. No, he's done a good job. They're they're a better team with him on field than they are without, clearly. Uh, but a I, lot of kudos to the way McDaniels runs that offense, too, uh-huh. though. The, the offensive yeah. system he brought in is yeah. – perfect for Tua it is it, it is and look you can knock Tua for a couple of things but that guy throws an incredibly catchable ball his accuracy the way he drops it in on some people I mean that's that's skill man that's skill dude the weapons that man has yeah. that team that team deserves Mm-mm. to be where they're at right now given the amount yeah. of weapons they have on that offense Miami's gonna be a fun follow it's another one where you I don't know what their ceiling is. You got a lot of competition in the AFC, but don't sleep on Miami, dude. Not with Tua in there. Mm-mm. Don't do I mean, it. We, they've, I mean, they've already had that nice big old shootout with the Ravens that they ended up winning. Yep. Uh, they've beaten the Bills. Yep. I mean, what's left? KC? They one, can beat KC. Look, one way or the other, they're crossing pass. To me, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, the AFC playoffs are going to be on point, dude. I, I think uh, Miami and KC is going to be another shootout. I don't. Th- I Could think be. that. I think because of both quarterbacks' escapability, mm-hmm. the fact that they have both have great weapons. I mean, the idea of Tyreek getting to play against his old team. I mean, the stories just for that game alone are. There's just so many to look at. <laughs> Did we lose McGuffin? Yeah, he's been out for a while now. Oh my god, look at him! He's like he's like head down. <laughs> yeah, McGuff- he's been zonked for a while. McGuffin, what are you doing over there? You can't sleep in a team meeting. <laughs> what the hell? Freaking Someone, me. quick, open a beer. It's only two forty in the morning. <laughs> Wake up, punk! What the hell, bro? <laughs> <laughs> He's acted like Nick Cannon's baby mama's over there. <laughs> oh no! Warn, <laughs> warn the f out. <laughs> uh, anyway, God Bre- bless Breast Virginia. Ah. <laughs> uh. Come on, McGuffin. I needed him awake for a, a college football segment because I wanted to ask him about Notre Dame and Navy. I can't believe he's out. That's pitiful. 
Uh, Randy, I don't know if you saw the highlight. We'll kind of bypass a whole bunch of college football. Uh, right. But in the Notre Dame-Navy game, if you haven't seen this highlight, you should look it up. Okay. Wide receiver called uh, Braden Lindsey. And the uh, the Notre Dame quarterback throws this, just he's up a bomb to uh, Lindsey. And he catches, like the DB's on him. He puts, it's almost like he bear hugs. He puts his arms around the defensive back and catches the ball. Like he's got his arms around the deep, like they're face to face. He puts his arms around the defensive back, catches the ball on the defensive backs on the DB's back. And they're in the end zone. And then he brings it out with one arm. So he can't get it, can't break it up, and can't cause it a fumble. It is a completely ridiculous catch. I just, well, I just literally pulled it up. That's pretty fucking amazing. It, it is not it, gonna lie. It is a day. It is an absolutely disgusting catch. How, how the? I mean, how the hell is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obscene. It's absolutely that was that was one of my favorite. We got some great catches this weekend. The Diggs one hander, obviously yeah. the, the absolute catch of the weekend is Justin Jefferson. That I mean that that's if Justin Jefferson had made that catch in a playoff game, you'd probably say that was like the best catch of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I would say certainly Justin Jefferson's catch is probably a, easily a top ten. Uh, mm-hmm. Arguably a top five. I don't know where you want to slot it into that, but that's one of those. Justin Jefferson's catch is an all-timer, and if if you were watching that game or paying te- paying attention to that, that catch will live on for years. Like that one, that's an all-time catch. But that Notre Dame guy, that that was ridiculous, absolutely filthy. So good, uh, good on him, and uh, good on Navy man. I, th- I want to say at one point in this game, it was thirty-five to seven. And uh, Navy got back into this, made it super interesting, 35-32. So, McGuffin, I'm sorry you're passed out and asleep at 2.40 in the morning, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> wanted to give you a chance to give Navy some gloss, and here you are out of it. Well, much like Navy, you <laughs> you couldn't finish in the end. So, I guess it's oh. fair. <laughs> I guess it's fair. But anyway, let's go ahead and get out of here. There's some, th- some things we didn't get to, but that's just life. Uh, UNC, by the way, bombs away with Drake May, baby. Uh, sets up the ACC title game. Uh, looks like it's going to be UNC versus Clemson. But uh, Drake May, a lot of people are kind of tooting that guy's horn, man. That was his fifth game with at least 350 yards and three uh, three touchdowns. So as Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Good on that one. Uh, Georgia manhandled Mississippi State. TCU took down Texas. Good for TCU, by the way. They shut out Texas in the first half. It's the first time that happened to Texas since 97. Uh, Ohio State destroyed Indiana, and you got the feel-good story of the day. I don't know if you saw this one, Randy, but it was a really cool story. Uh, Fifth-year senior for Ohio State, Cameron Babb. That guy had four ACL surgeries. Four. Oh, damn. Four. And he got his first-ever catch in college, and it was a touchdown. Fifth year senior, man. That that was the uh, the feel good. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to not root for someone like that. Yeah. Given the, I mean, I've had two ACL surgeries. So I can't imagine four. Mm-hmm. People are like, does he have any ACLs left? What does he got left in his knees? What's going on? So good for Cameron Babb. That was the feel good story, feel good moment. So good on him. And then yeah, and then you know Tennessee just absolutely lighting up Missouri, sixty six to twenty four. Uh, Hooker and Hyatt back in action. They did much better, not against Georgia and not in the rain. I'm pretty sure I wrote this note down correctly, man. They had the most yards ever. Uh, Tennessee did. 
uh, offensive production. They had 724 yards, man. Good God. Yeah, 66 and 24. You're gonna have a lot of offense. You know, you're gonna you're gonna cover a lot of ground, dude. And they did. Tennessee beat the crap out of them. So certainly trying to state their claim to get into the CFP. So we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Washington took down Oregon. Oregon blew that, but, you know, whatever. Such is life. Anyway, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. That's uh, that's enough for now, man. Uh, we lost Shannon. He passed out. I think that's lame. Shannon, I can't believe you did that. Apparently, Shannon took the country roads. Yeah, and Shannon belongs in bed. <laughs> Uh, look, you know what? Shannon took Dirk Nowitzki's advice. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh! Shut it down. Oh Let's go home. That's MacGuffin. He shut it down. <laughs> he, I mean, it he makes was, sense. He was not able to shake it off, Randy. He couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. Yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> Fuck them. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Uh, we, we did forget one thing. I don't think we're going to have time to play both sound bites, but we do have to uh, do a tip of the cap, and certainly I'll let you lead the charge on that. I'll play the sound bite, but for uh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, uh, that that was a shocker. Um, apparently, uh, he it was apparently a rather quick fight, but he, uh, he was battling cancer, and uh, it is... Fuck cancer. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, sure. I mean, the Batman of our childhood mm-hmm. and kind of like the definitive Batman when you really think about it, just because his voice is so recognizable. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually started uh, Thank You HBO Max uh, because they had the entire Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. on there. So I started watching that again. Um, and I actually started playing the uh, Arkham City game again just because every time every time i just anything batman related it's automatically i think of him him and mark hamill is the joker those those two are so iconic to me growing up and it is just it's a shock it's it's a real huge uh, huge loss just for comic book nerds and geeks alike that have always you know enjoyed batman and and stuff like that so it's just yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. for sure. And I know, uh, did you? Which, which clip are you thinking you're going to well, play? Well, I've, I've got two clips. Um, there's one where he's talking about kind of post 9-11 and him being a, a native New Yorker and then pitching in the help. And I thought this was fascinating. So uh, we'll see if we can sneak both in. Like, why not? Okay. So here, here's the first one. You sent me this clip. I hadn't heard it before. Uh, and it was uh, on, uh, I guess, a Nerdist podcast or a, their YouTube channel. Uh, but I thought this was pretty cool, him talking about, uh, I mean, obviously 9-11 is always a, a tough thing, but uh, talking about pitching in and helping with uh, food prep. And uh, they, they gave a, um, a number to call because it was, they were so overwhelmed with volunteers. And um, I called this number, and they said, uh, uh, well, I, um, I, I said, well, we have all the tunnelers, we have all the diggers we need, we really have all the, the relief workers we need. They said... Uh, do you have any restaurant experience? I said, I'm an actor. actor. <laughs> <laughs> of course I have me? restaurant experience. Yeah. <laughs> they said, well, that's what we really need. You want we fries have to with feed, that asshole? We have to feed all these yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, 
um, uh, well, when can you be there? I said, well, I can, well when do you need me? I'm they an said, actor. I'm not working. To, I said, I, I said, I'm right doing now. gigs. Yeah. I don't have a job right now. <laughs> they said, could you be here for the evening shift? I said, yeah, when Fantastic. do you need me? They said, now. Oh, Get down here now. Yeah. So they'd taken over a restaurant, uh, which was empty because of what had happened around sure. it, mm -hmm. and uh, called Nino's, and they set up this huge feeding service for thousands yeah. of people. And what was happening was all the restaurants from Midtown were sending their food down oh. to this kitchen. Right. And we were cooking it up and serving it out. And it was just a constant stream. And you know, it was the weeks right after yeah. the attack. Brutal. So just brutal. downtown had this sort of sulfurous smell to it. Mm -hmm. And it was a very hot September. And uh, it, was just, it was just somber. And there was, a, uh, there was no electricity down there. Um, there was a, uh, gener everything was on generators. So you had the constant hum of generators. And they had these huge Klieg lights shining on what was called the, uh, the pile. Right. And that's pretty much what it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. And people would come in from the pile covered with ash and covered with dirt. And we were feeding them. We yeah. feeding them. So this was goes. Uh, this goes on for, you know, I was doing the night shift from 6 p.m. to about 6 a.m. 5 a.m. We'd set up the kitchen for the just like Batman. Just like Batman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We set up the kitchen for the morning breakfast, and then we'd leave. Yeah. And um, uh, one night in the middle of the night, like one, two in the morning, this guy next to me at the oven says, "So my day job is I'm an I'm an architect." He said, "What's your day job?" I said, "Well, I'm an actor." He said, "I." I thought I knew thought your I name. You. I said, you're the, he said, you're the guy that does Batman. Oh. I said, how do you know that? He said, everybody knows who's Batman. <laughs> I said, no, no, believe me. Everyone how does not know who's Batman. This makes my heart happy. Isn't that funny? Everybody knows Batman. I said, nobody knows who's Batman. Isn't he that said, great? He said, oh, can I, can, I, can I go tell the guys in the dining room? I said, nobody's going to care. He said, are you crazy? <laughs> he said, wait till you hear this. So he goes out in this big cavernous dining room and he goes, guys, guys, you're not going to believe who's been cooking your dinners all week. It's Batman. Oh There's this long silence. And you hear from the back of the place, bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all New York firemen. Oh, yeah. Shops, right? Shut up. Yeah. And, then I, and then I thought, oh, and then someone else says, make him prove it. Oh, so my. I thought, oh, this is too good. So yeah. back in the kitchen, I do. I have, I'm a theater actor. I have a big yeah. voice. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And there's this long pause. And you hear, holy f <laughs> that is Batman. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful, though? It was so New York. I you know? love holy that. I thought that was a great story, man. Yeah. I thought it was a great story and a great clip. And uh, there was one other clip that uh, I think it was a TikTok and uh, I found of him and I watched it a couple of times and the first time I watched it, it like I just kind of processed and I watched it again and and that's the one that I pulled for tonight but I, I'm glad that you sent that one to me and it, I didn't realize just how much he had done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I knew he had done Batman, but I didn't realize how expansive and just how pervasive. Like I mean, he he really was for a lot of people. Like that's mm -hmm. that's generations of people that are like he is Batman. You know, with the games, with the with the anime. I mean, that's that's a hell of a thing. But um, I thought this uh, that was a great clip, and I also really liked this one. I sat with both of my parents uh, on separate occasions uh, as they passed. And the thing to remember is their spirit lives on. 
body is just a, a vessel. And you really see that when someone passes. The people we love are always with us. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. It's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. Good luck. I just thought that was great. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was a, a, a great line and a, and a great, just a, a great soundbite for him. And and maybe this will sound a little bit weird, but you know, when he passed, I saw the story pretty quickly. What I didn't anticipate is how it would dominate my news feed. Oh yeah, right? it's uh, there's f- just whether it's um, like Nerdist or other. Uh, channels that do a mm-hmm. lot of like comicbook.com yeah. to like being on Instagram, like seeing Kevin Smith and his experiences with him and yeah. just all this outpouring of love and support for his family and just all the work he's done and how he's touched their lives. Yeah. And um, when I watched that video earlier today, because it popped up on Nerdist, I was like, oh, wow, I had no clue yeah. that he went down to essentially ground zero to help. Mm-hmm. and the fact that and that's why that's why i wanted to make sure that got shared was because it's like it just shows how iconic he was just to so many people uh just over the years yeah in one way or another you've heard his you've heard his voice doing something mm-hmm. even whether it's you know whether you're from the 80s and watched a lot of those sitcoms he did before he became batman mm-hmm. to us growing up to him basically being our Batman as we grew up. Uh, And then of course, obviously getting into games and uh, DC animated movies in the two thousands and stuff where he's continually portrayed Batman and just uh, so many different generations and, and stop from all accounts and purposes. He seems to be just like the most down to earth, nicest yeah. person you could have ever known. Yeah. You always like hearing those kind of stories and it, they don't always get a lot of attraction or a lot of attention in the moment, but I, I, there is something that, you know, there are actors and I mean, there's a lot of regular people that do tremendous things. Okay. But there's, there's something that's, I'm trying to think of the right word. You know, some of the, some of these individuals that whether they're rich, they're famous, they're they're whatever, man. There's something that's genuine about people like him that give back that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people don't, right? Or they want something out of it. We're in very much the social media influencer era. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's very fake. You know, and so when you have somebody that does things because they want to and they do things because they're genuine and they do things not for self-promotion, but because they care, there's a different weight to it. You know what I mean? And maybe some of that gravitas is what made him so good as Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched a lot of clips. There was one clip and I didn't I didn't see this particular animated run, but it was Batman with. And I don't, I don't think you sent it to me. I might be wrong about that. Somebody sent it to me, and I thought it was fascinating. And it was a character that was sitting on a swing, and I think something was wrong with her where she was going to die, and Batman was just with her, mm-hmm. and she could read like she could read Batman's mind. But she was on a swing. T- you know, and there was it was just fascinating that sequence. 
but I, I saw so many different things. But what kept popping out with him when I saw pictures of some friends of mine that met him at cons and got pictures with him and just hearing stories about him and then what you sent and these other things. Uh, one of the things that kept coming through with that was just, you know, how genuine the guy was, you know, and that's yeah. that's a wonderful thing to translate. It's unfortunate that he passed, but it's a wonderful thing that his heart and his being that genuine carried through and impacted a lot of people very positively, you know, that that's impact and that's meaningful and that's part of his legacy. Not only is his legacy, the, the voice of, you know, an animated Batman or video game Batman, but it's the impact he had on people and for something that maybe a lot of people didn't know with that nine 11 story or nine 12 story, but just all the other stuff that kind of popped up on my feed, that's incredible. And again, I, I would say that gave him an extra depth for him as a person, but also how he did and acted and portrayed Batman. And that's that's a great legacy. It, again, a, a life cut too short, but that's a great legacy to have. And so I will certainly raise a glass in his honor and in his memory. Yeah, it definitely makes me regret not trying harder. Like my first Galaxy Con, he was actually here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh God, it, Kevin Conroy's the Batman of my childhood. I've got I've got to get in line. I got to get his autograph. And I, I just didn't push hard enough to make sure that I actually got a chance to do it. Now it's like this now, like my, one of my bigger regrets yeah. now that I'm not going to get that opportunity again, just because I think it would have been awesome. Obviously if you're on a personal level to just get to meet the man and be, you know, just like, thank you, you know, say, say thank you for, you know, being not, you know, being my childhood's Batman, but also mm -hmm. just for bringing life to that character that is just, at this point beloved by so many people but it's but yeah that's like you said all this stuff coming out um about him i know mark hamill was broken up about it and talked about how he loved him like a brother and just how he was the nicest person and, and it's 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 heartbreaking i mean cancer cancer sucks let's be mm -hmm. honest it's fuck that shit but it's 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 definitely sad when you see these uh, actors, these people that touch uh, touch our lives in a way, and lead, you know, just really good lives in general, and they're genuine people um, that they're just cut. It's just tragic that their lives are cut short like that. Yeah, and I had to look up that character that I was mentioning. It was Ace. That's yeah, that's uh, actually they actually had. I think that they part put that clip in that video I'd sent you, but also I know they. Uh, Watch Mojo did a top ten uh, Kevin Conroy's performances, like his top ten Batman performances, and they mm -hmm. brought that particular scene up where you could actually hear the heartbreak in his voice of actually knowing she's going to die, and instead mm -hmm. of doing what Amanda Waller wanted him to do by killing her, he chose to just sit there and talk to her and mm -hmm. help her reel her powers in so that she could go out her way rather than how they wanted him to take her out. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny, and you know, you know, I've talked about this. In uh, you know, I had a, and this is kind of a little Star Wars fan to me, I, and I struggled a little bit with the last three main movies, 
And what really kind of brought me full circle with a lot of stuff were the animated things. I mean, I've, I enjoyed yeah. the Mandalorian, but I really got into the Clone Wars and I really got into the Rebels and I enjoyed them on a level that I didn't really think I would. They were mm-hmm. tremendous. And I think what's it's interesting sometimes as I think a, a lot of times as adults, we maybe not you or, you know, but I think a lot of times adults discount animated stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ah, it's just a cartoon. But there's, there is a legitimate depth to well-done stuff. If the story is good, if the dialogue is good, you know what I mean? If the stuff is, is good, it's good. And if it's moving, it's moving. And you know what I mean? And you can train. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with animated, whether it's a movie, whether it's a series, whether it's a show, whether it's an anime, whatever. There's a lot of content that's there. Don't discount a show because it's animated. Right? Don't yeah. gloss over the emotional weight or impact of something because it's animated, not live action. But, you know, the Clone Wars and Rebels brought me back, it really brought me back in to a lot of stuff. And I've, I've really, it renewed a lot of interest for me, which is great. Cause again, I had a little bit of a, a bitter taste from the last three <laughs> big movies, right? you know, which I, I don't think I'm alone in that, but that it was super satisfying, you know? And, I, I didn't anticipate that, you know, but they, they were really good. They were really good. And I'm, I'm glad I watched them. I got so roped in. Anyway, we've gotten off tangent, gotten off track, but certainly a, a well-deserved uh, tip of the cap and raising the glass. Hell of a career. I enjoyed those stories. And it's clear by just everything that was floating in my news feed and on Twitter and in social media, the impact that, you know, sometimes you wonder if people know, right? Yeah. How, how much they impact other people. And <laughs> maybe sometimes they're sort of aware and they kind of, it, it's just fascinating. And then how much that means to them. Once you know that, what does it mean to you? Right. And we can't speak for him, but my impression was that, he touched a lot of individuals and and he knew you know what i mean and it meant something to him again i, I circle yeah. back to something we said and he felt very genuine and that is a wonderful part of his legacy going forward it's a great thing that's a great accomplishment and that's hard to do it's hard to do because there's we're just in in an era. There's just a lot of fake stuff, man. There's a lot of self promotion and self indulgence, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fake. There's a lot of fake, dude. There's a lot of fake stuff, man. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and that's so, just how it is. I know, and so so people that are very real and very genuine, man. That like there's it resonates differently, dude. It just resonates differently. So a hearty rest in peace. And a tip of the cap and raising the glass, man. All right. Well, Shannon has still not woken up. <laughs> I, I thought I thought he had started to a little bit because the head started moving, no. and then and then it was like, nah. No, he he's 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 <laughs> he's done. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you get to fail the night, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
anyway, that that's okay. That's that's okay. I tell you what, we're gonna go out with um the other week we went out with a bunch of Nick Cannon blasts. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I didn't get the chance to play it earlier, but I'm gonna go ahead and play it for y'all now. And this is the this is the Vikings radio call on all just the antics from the end of that Vikings Bills game. And if you haven't heard it, maybe you have, but if you haven't, it's just it's just phenomenal. Uh, Randy, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, this this to me was an absolute. This was great. This was some super emotional uh, football radio calls, man. Twenty-seven, twenty-three, Buffalo. Fourth and eighteen for the Vikings from their own twenty-seven. The Bills' safeties are twenty-five yards from the line of scrimmage. Kirk back to pass. He's going to heave one to JJ to the right. Jefferson leaps to catch it, and he caught it. Are you kidding me with that catch, J.J.? First and 10 Vikings from the 17. Here's Cousins with a pass over the middle. Caught by Jefferson at the three, and he paid for it. Fourth and goal from... Oh, just wait, man. He's getting so good. Inside the one, trailing by four with 50 seconds to go. Cousins under center. Kirk sneaks. Pushed by C.J. Ham. And... No signal. No signal. They said he didn't make it. They said he didn't make it. You lucky suckers. First down from the goal strike for the Bills. Here you go. Josh Allen puts Gabe Davis in motion. And Davis is behind Allen. And he tried to push him. He didn't get out of there. He didn't get out. He did not get out. That's a safety. Give it to us. Give us a safety. Look at what's taking so long. Oh, the ball came out. Yes, the Vikings hit Vikings are gonna win! Are you kidding me? Yes, drop that ball, Josh Allen! That ball came loose! Holy cow! 29-yard try left hash for Tyler Bass. Snap spot. Bass! Game tied. Two seconds to go. 30-30. 5.58 to go in overtime. Third and 10 from the Bills 26. Vikings with one timeout left empty backfield. Cousin shotgun. Bills rush four this time. Kirk straight in the pocket. Throws to the right. Caught! Jefferson you- at the two-yard line. Dude, I just love I, this dude is so into it, man. <laughs> My favorite was like the whole Josh on thing. This is uh, uh this is the, the Minnesota Vikings radio, man. PA on the mic. That's Paul Allen. Loved, loved, loved listening to these radio calls, man. Snap spot. Joseph. Yes. Mike's oh. lead 33-30. Allen back to pass in the pocket to the end zone. Yes. And he's stepped by Patrick Peterson. I and he slides down. Woo! And the Minnesota Vikings are eight and one. What a game. <laughs> Where, where's the Josh Allen one? Hold on. Yes. Look at what's taking so long. Oh, here you go. Holy cow! <laughs> Drop that ball, Josh Allen. It was great. Anyway. I, just think it's, I just think it's funny because he got excited and he's like, "We're gonna win!" And all of a sudden, he's yeah. like, "Tyler, Bat- oh, he made yeah. the field goal time 30. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, we just somehow <laughs> cleared three hours. This, this is gonna be a monster tomorrow. 
No wonder Shannon fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, like he's awake. He's like, awake. Paul Allen woke him up. How about that? Anyway, we, you Boom missed win. a whole bunch there, McGuffin. That's okay. That's kind of like Unless that night. Said. That's kind of like that night. You and I went out to beat ups. You yeah, know, you and I went out to beat ups and Duke kicked Kentucky's ass because Kentucky fell asleep and Zion Williamson just murdered y'all. So it's all oh, good. Bro. Thanks for waking up, Ooh. bitch. Anyway, I'm just kidding. You know I love you, bro. Look, heart. Yeah. There you go. Here's some hearts. Hydrate up. Anyway, we need to get out of here. Keywords is always sports and brew. You can find us on Live Sportscaster, Spotify, our home feed on Podbean, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music, whatever, or Apple Podcast, not Apple Music, but you know what I mean. Uh, just yeah, Google it, man. You'll find us. Thanks for putting up with the crap as always. And some of our crap includes Shannon taking naps, man. What are you gonna do? <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> You missed us talking about Notre Dame and Navy, dude. Let me go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker. This guy. Anyway. This motherfucker right here. Y'all so funny. Thanks as always. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. And uh, as always, we'll catch you on the flip side. We're planning to record early next week in advance of Thanksgiving. But who knows how the week's going to go. If for some reason we don't get that done... Uh, all of us certainly wish everybody else yes. safe travels, a happy Thanksgiving, whether it's turkey, whether it's ham, whether it's a, you know, five guys like dollar bag with some fries and some cheeseburgers in it, man, whatever. Oh, dollar uh, bag there. Yeah, you know, that, that bag, y'all. But look, if we if we don't get to record again, have a great Thanksgiving, safe travels, yes. have fun with friends, happy family, et cetera. We're going to try to, yeah. though. Worst case scenario, maybe we'll just have a mini brew. Because, Shannon, you're hitting the road Tuesday, I think. So we got to. Yeah, early, dude. Uh, early. That means you want to stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning, Monday night. I know it. I feel it. I don't have to work on Tuesday. The wife does. I don't. Oh, so it'll all work itself out. So we'll, we'll see if we can <laughs> we, catch we up. We may break out Adam Sandler on Monday night. Who knows? You never know. Turkey song. So anyway, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, whether it's yes. college college basketball, college football, the NFL, baby. Let's get it rolling. But from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for putting up with our crap. And uh, I guess that's it. Three hours. That's enough. God Dang. bless. Sorry, y'all. And good night now. <laughs> Un- See ya. Unlike Nick Cannon, we know when to cut this off. We gotta go. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Rub it out, Nick. Rub it out. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, McGuffin. This is your You're fault. You're welcome. You know what else yes, is, your- is you know what else is your fault? Where is that sound? Where, where is that I'm thing at? I'm afraid. What else is my fault? Hot potato, hot potato. That. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. Okay. Anyway, that's enough. Let's bring back Dirk. This is this is how we gotta go. There it is. All right, gentlemen, get some rest. Good night, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Later, y'all. Late. Night. Night.